Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
So I was like, why aren't we... This is funny. We should be recording this. <laughs> and so we did. Sounds <laughs> like a familiar birth to a podcast. Absolutely. And congratulations. Uh, what podcast you what episode did you guys just record well we're er. we're just about to record uh next wednesday our 50th episode <laughs> unless you count the episode that you appeared on the lost episode <laughs> the lost episode mazes and monsters oh, oh mazes which and monsters. technically does make this the last one we did which was uh time bandits uh Ooh, 50th, time bandits. but we did not number Ooh. the lost episode sure sure Nice. Oh, that was a that's a bittersweet memory. Now, when when <laughs> does your, when does this podcast drop? Uh, usually, it comes out Thursday morning because Thursday we morning. we watch something on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Unlike this podcast, we basically play the movie and sort of almost MST three K style talk over it. Sure. Yeah. And then I upload it usually late Wednesday night, and then Thursdays when it goes sure, out sure, to social sure. media. We're recording this now on Friday, December fifteenth. So uh, this will release January 26th. So by the time this releases, you guys will be well past your 50th episode. Yes, that, that that's probably, great. probably. Congratulations. That's, Congratulations. And, Kudos to you two. They're a lot of fun. I joined. So in addition to the horrible Mazes and Monsters, <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun with Night Riders. The surprisingly awesome Night Riders. That's, yes, absolutely. I love that's a favorite app when night when Mazes and Monsters uh, died, the recorder ate the file. The immediate response is, I can't do that again right away. Like I, I need. <laughs> some time so we waited a year we waited a year but in the meantime i said wait i've got a movie and uh i'm not familiar n- with night riders it's a lot of fun oh my god it's who's so in good. it ed harris and tom what? savini whoa deep cut yeah. all right Picture so if you imagine okay all right. <laughs> no no you, you do it <laughs> imagine a world <laughs> no where king arthur's court is transported to the 80s 70s 70s and instead of 70s. being yeah. set oh. in a normal Ren fair, it's set in a Ren fair of people who joust on motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. fuck? But it's also an allegory for like the story of King Arthur. Yeah. It's great. So There's... it's not actually like King Arthur's court gets time traveled to no. the set. No. Oh, okay. no. I was like, this movie is. Imagine long. a counterculture. Like there are yeah. surrogates to gotcha. Arthurian characters within this Ren fair. Okay. It's. it's it, but the jousting on motorcycles. There's a it's rubber mace awesome with a lot of inertia. I want to do it. <laughs> it's got a lot of inertia. It's that's a, a plot point. That's a, they right. talk about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> that's right. Now, where can, where can people pick up your podcast? Our podcast is exclusively on SoundCloud. Ooh, fancy. Um, and I guess uh, Todd was We're, suggesting we might branch over to iTunes. Yeah, we'll take... We'll, so by we'll the time you. this comes out, you may be able to branch your podcast <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes. Right. We don't know. There's only one way to find out. If net Let's neutrality... Oh, oh, motherfucker. Fuck you, soon. Ted Cruz. That's right. Yeah. It, so no, don't sleep with Ted Cruz. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. I told... You know I said no. Zodiac he said I was... Killer. Oh, he is the Zodiac killer. Oh, God. Uh, and and we should point out that D and D is D in the and sign. Uh, yeah, I believe it's called and. A. Oh, you beat me to it. Fuck. Yes, I wanted to sound smart for once. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's for what? It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. It's my one day to sound, to sound smart. Gotta get I'm sorry, you put Friday. a mic in front of me. I get a lot meaner than <laughs> I am in real life. That's all right. <laughs> so D and D is a podcast, but also Danny has a radio show. I oh, do. Yes. 
which has been on a little bit of a hiatus, but will be coming back soon. Uh, and there's also a possibility that I may transition it from being bi-weekly radio show to a uh, somewhat visual format. I might okay. transition it into a video series. Oh, that's um, cool. Tell them what it is. Yeah. Blazing Blades and Shots of Glory is a show where I... Uh, get drunk and smoke some weed and then I talk about my favorite historical battles. It's a pretty cool deep discussion. So it, it's yeah. stoner hardcore history? More or less. Uh, yeah. Imagine <laughs> fucking if, awesome. Imagine <laughs> if hardcore history was both more inebriated and more academically rigorous. I still feel like you get a lot more messed up on our podcast which I is do. not which is not inherently <laughs> supposed to be right. I get it's really a, drunk you get theme. really stoned. <laughs> oh no. And Yet. Well, to be fair, Casey's original idea for this was we'll talk about superhero movies. And I was like, and how about we drink beer? <laughs> you snuck the beer <laughs> in. I snuck the beer in. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And the rest, as they say, is the it's rest superhero of history. history. So, all right. Well, we're really excited to have you guys with us. Yeah. This very special 10th episode. We're Thank you for having us. And I, I do want to mention uh, that these two will be guest starring on our show. Yes. 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 Yeah. Not entirely sure when. It may have already happened. Because this that, is not well. That, that's yeah. That's yeah, yeah. interesting. By <laughs> the time this airs, it's possible that that episode will already be out. Oh. Unless I just like put it aside. The only way to release right at the same time yeah. Yeah. Like is that. to check SoundCloud. A little Ooh, synergy. And listen. Usually, I got synergy. I got the power. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we haven't even gotten to the rules. <laughs> no, we haven't. Okay. Oh, there are rules? There are rules. Yeah, okay. New fact, rules. Uh, <laughs> Bob, could you do the honors, please? Let's go over the rules again. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. We're going to talk about the movie, and then we're going to do uh, most valuable player, favorite character, best scene, one scene we would cut, mm, boy. and actor having the most fun. So that's like, who is just having yeah. the best time doing this movie? They have pretty much said... Fuck this movie, especially with something as bad as what we just watched. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, so, yeah, I yeah. think that's known as leading the witness, Casey. Let's, <laughs> uh, yeah. That. Uh, is that a point of order? Point of order, please. And also, we will talk about the Rotten Tomato score for this movie. Which, the Rotten Tomato score for this movie, Tom, do you remember what it said on the I do. It's a 13%. That is, holy shit. That is, that's Pretty not low. Barber College. That, that may is, be, uh, no, nah, I won't say That's that. a score so low, Roy Moore would date it. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> hey yo. Shit. So, uh, nice. Tom well played. Since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Bob, will you do the honors once more? What are we drinking? Thank Thanks, you, Bob. Bob. Our beer this evening. So this one's going to have a little bit of explanation. You know, we've already started to catch some heat. We are watching RIPD. Our podcast here is superhero movies. You know, we acknowledge that this one is maybe a little bit of a more of a stretch to define as a superhero movie. But the deciding factor for us in this movie was Ryan Reynolds. Right. This movie comes after Paper Man, which we watched in episode five. Sure. Oh, and, boy. That movie. Um, but it's before he does Deadpool. Oh, hello. And I think there's some moments in here where you can kind of see that transition from the character he plays in Paper Man to where he's going to end up in Deadpool. So, you know, we're hearing some feedback <clears throat> already that perhaps this isn't a superhero movie. You know, again, we're saying that, okay, we hear that, but Ryan Reynolds pulls it in. But our beer this evening comes to us from the Evil Twin Brewing Company, and our beer this evening is the very delicious No Hero. I, however, am drinking Coors Light because I'm trying to stay hydrated. <laughs> I was, so uh, with that, we're going to take a sip. I don't think you're supposed to cheers with water. <laughs> it still counts. Ah, it's so cold, like the Rockies. <laughs> That's your oh. mm. Someone here Whoa, is drinking Whoa, that course. is bitter. 
No. Ooh. Okay. No, it's good. It's just I was not expecting. I'm it's, into it. I'm liking this. Interesting little brewery here. So headquartered in Brooklyn, New York right now. It's uh, It was founded by a Danish school teacher in what? 2010. His name is, and I'm sure in our tens of listeners, we have a Danish speaker. His name is Jeppe Jarnet Bjergsen. Sure. Yep. Uh, moved to, he relocated to Brooklyn with his family in 2012. Huh. This is a, what I would describe as a artisan high-end beers. They're mm-hmm. distributed throughout a number of countries. I'm brewed in a few different places. I like this beer. <laughs> this. Uh, oh, I'm fine yeah. with it. It was just, I wasn't expecting such a, a bitter to it. If you oh, like yeah. stuff like uh, the Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald mm-hmm. beer. Okay. That has that sort of like almost coaly dark flavor to it. Nice. Uh, it, it suits that well. You know, Casey's not a huge fan of IPAs. This is true. So I'm always happy to find something that'll go with the theme of our movie that's not in the IPA, IPA family. It's not hoppy, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't like a hoppy beer. So actually, we uh, usually, one of us goes to get on the beer run. Today, we met at our favorite bottle location. Branching out bottle shop. Great place. In Township 5 in Camillus in the Syracuse area here. Carissa was working. Barley, her faithful companion, uh, was there. And uh, she did her usual masterful work helping us find a beer to pair with the theme. Once again, it wasn't, oh, here's this one beer. That's right. Like, here's like six beers that would work for this one movie. Yeah. They are awesome there. It's so great. I'm going to have to check this place out. Yeah. Oh, what is it called again? Branching Out Bottle Shop, and it's in Township 5. So and re- ask for Carissa. It's, It'll be Carissa or Joel, so they're the it's husband. Just, Will it's just the two of them. explain it all? Oh, Damn shit. it! Well, <laughs> I was going to make that joke. First, it, that would be Clarissa. This is Carissa. But will she explain it all? <laughs> have fun. Nice. <laughs> um, and you'll meet Barley. Uh, the, the one of the world's sweetest dog. dogs. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping it would be plants outside. That's right. <laughs> Dave's. He's on a roll. <laughs> so, uh, branching a bottle shop. Our first stop when we're <clears> looking <throat> for great beers. They've got amazing selections, and Chris and Joel always do a wonderful job, kind of curating their inventory. There. Have you read the back of this can? No, I oh, have no. not. We could just got it today. An alien-like outsider, always flirting with oddity and exploring anxiety and paranoia. A style chameleon, a wonderful labyrinth and truly a transcendent genius. It's impossible not to idolize out of proportion. This is a stout. It may not be a hero, but it's attractive, clever, and hungry for stardom. So basically, a writer for the Jay Peterman catalog. Uh, <laughs> you need to find something to do. There I was in a temple in Kathmandu. <laughs> I'd just come off a seven-day opium binge. All right. So the good news is that's totally when we talk about the beer that might get dropped in. So that oh, was that was beautiful, Danny. That was that was I excellent. Try. Dave, would you like to share your thoughts on the beer that you've chosen to pair with the movie? <laughs> when the mountains are blue, <laughs> it's cold as the rockets. <laughs> so we're, I'm totally throwing a link out to Coors Light. When Coors Light, give it. us money. That's right. That's right. Please, God, we need me. more sponsors. I, maybe me and Dan. I don't know. That's we'll right. find out. I won't take your money, Coors. All right. Yeah. Well, but all right. if I will. Bud Light with lime comes in. Uh, that mm. classic summer drink. That's right. Uh, Pairs well with gummy bears, chocolate, red wine. <laughs> Regret. Pizza. <laughs> Regret. Sadness. Sorrow. Poor life choices. Okay. I think we've done the rules. There's not a whole lot of history to do. Not a whole lot of history. No reshoots this week. Oh, yay. Yay. I only have two things. Yes. I got a couple. Go ahead. So my favorite thing, who was almost cast. Oh, yeah. You do like this. Originally, Roy was Zach Galifianakis. 
That's a very really? different movie. It's a, it's a very, very different movie. And Would he have still even worse? He I, had to drop out due to sh- scheduling conflicts, aka he read the script and went, "Oh no." Was <laughs> no, he still no. going to be like a cowboy? I think so. Yeah, but they hooked yeah, because Jeff he, Bridges. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is oh, easier uh, to get than Zach Galifianakis. Well, the only other person, uh, the Proctor character, the yeah. hard ass progressive lady, <laughs> Flo. Hard ass flow. Oh, that sounded really bad. <laughs> Hard as flow. Hard oh. ass flow. I think there's some medication. Yeah. Are you suffering One of the from side hard effects. ass flow? <laughs> oh. We went two different ways. Yep. We'll meet in the middle. <laughs> God damn. Do you suffer from hard ass flow? One of the side effects of this drug may be hard ass flow. flow. <laughs> exactly. There is a drug right now. I can't remember. Oh, it's like an eczema cream. I saw it on oh. um, Hulu, and they're like, one of the side effects may be itchy skin. I'm like, that's fucking eczema. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know what you're selling? May cause redness. That's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the only other thing was Jeff Bridges in an interview <laughs> tore this fucking movie apart. <gasps> oh, I can't really? find, I'm so disappointed. I can't I, find the exact quote. Uh, I had it here and now it's gone. But he was pretty much just like, oh, here it is. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I was so hoping you wouldn't find it. So in, an, in a Reddit AMA discussion, Jeff Bridges Ooh. said that he enjoyed making the movie with the cast and crew, but attributed to the failure to the studio interference. Bridges said, Suits just cut it against the grain. And I thought, screwed it up. Would you Ooh. read that line with his accent from the movie? Can no, I can't. Damn it. I can't do Rooster. If I could. Suits just screwed yeah. it up Suits against, against the grain. You got to put it You got to make it so like you got some cotton balls in your mouth. <laughs> this is not going to go well. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, was, yeah. she, was she a great big fat person? Oh, there it is. Oh, there I, it is. I think I remember her. <laughs> You know what's interesting? Not True this movie. Oh, you <laughs> son of a... So True Grit comes out in 2010. I thought I just time-traveled. I'm like, that came out... What year is it? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, seven years seven ago. Seven years. Jesus. True Grit. Three years after True Grit, which is another kind of high-water mark, I think, in his later-in-life yeah. career resurgence, yeah. he chooses to do R.I.P.D. I will say, it seems like Jeff Bridges has entered this area where he's on a spectrum... From Rooster Cogburn. to the dude. To the dude. And, that, and like that's just kind of like ebbs and flows between those two characters. You can define his current we'll characters. I will say, however, I've never seen Jeff Bridges in a movie and been like, Jeff Bridges is the problem with this. Oh, no, he's great. No, he's phenomenal. But it's, it's just like he's always playing some variation between the dude and Rooster. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that Jeff Bridges is one of the few actors I know where, now certainly probably not in this movie, for the all of my knowledge, who wears his own clothing in a what? lot of the movies yeah, that the he's the dude. In. The dude, that's his own wardrobe. Come on. Like, really? Not? Oh, he, yeah. You know the shirt? It looks like a Japanese baseball shirt. Uh-huh. Like with the players. Yes. I, the yeah. People listening to this can't see me making like a baseball <laughs> another, pose. Another, right. But like, that's a very memorable shirt from that movie. And then I was watching The Fisher King. And uh-huh. I'm like, Love no, that that's his shirt. He brought that. He just is wearing his own clothes. Yeah, he does that a lot. <sighs> I want to have a. So I'm having a beer. He's have what is he drinking? A bourbon, you think? He's he probably he's probably smoking weed. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. I, listen, not there's and anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing drinking bourbon. That's there's right. nothing wrong with that, but yeah. White Russian. That's, right. That's, right. That's right. Yeah. So this is a twenty thirteen movie. So we, we might as well get to it now. I mean Go ahead. It is Men in Black without Barry Sonnenfeld or Yeah, I mean like it's clearly like a an attempt to reskin that. But it's Men in Black with Demons with go- with ghosts, aliens, yeah, it's yeah. Men in Black and Ghostbusters, and right? the demons are kind of shitty. 
Yeah, that's right. But uh, they're not even really demons, are no, they? No, they're, they're just they're like, the, like unrepentant souls. Souls, yeah. yeah. Sure. So the it's directed by a guy, Robert Schwenke. Sorry. Ooh, that <laughs> he's looks, very schwanky. He's schwanky. You know, he's got a couple credits, things we know. So Red. Oh, uh, that's the Taylor the, Swift album. In, yeah. That's uh um the Proctor. What's the actress? Mary Louise Parker. That's, yes, that's yeah, she's in that. Yeah. Hard ass flow. Uh, <laughs> hard ass flow. Uh he Do also you directed in, from Hard Ass Flow. Insurgent, which was one of the entries in the Divergent series, that series of the kind of sure. young adult. Let's say yes. It was after Hunger Games, it was in that vein. Uh also the Time Traveler's Wife with Eric Bana, who we'll see Ooh. in a terrible Angley <sighs> Hulk movie. Hulk. Written by Phil Hay and Phil Matt Hay. Manfredi, who are writing partners, so pretty much you see them together and all kinds of stuff. Some interesting stuff. So Ride Along 1 and 2, which I happen to like, Clash of the Titans, and Eon Flux. When Didn't we get up there, don't look that bitch in the face. <laughs> um, like the new Clash of the Titans? The new one. Yeah. The new one. Yeah, and that's, yeah. a, and that's yes. a line from it. I am not looking forward to seeing that on our podcast. Oh, yeah. no. Is that oh, on your list? Yes. Oh, do we as, ha- as is Wrath of the Titans. Yeah. Is that the oh. sequel? Yeah. Dude. Now, are there actual Titans in either of those movies? There is one in okay. the second one. Okay, so that's so an they improvement. they finally got there. Three movies, one Titan. Yeah. Excellent. Warning. We Wait, really are going to see like the full slope of Liam Neeson's career. <laughs> oh. Listen, he's got bills, too. You know, He's got kids. He's got kids. Um, also, at one point, Ray Fine will go... Wait, really? Yeah, I mean that's oh, part no. of his contract. Yeah, he it's has to do that once per movie. It's really weird in the English patient. Is <laughs> he just doing that's it right. when he's walking through the desert? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those far away stabbing shots. Like, <laughs> um, so the only other production note, well, I get two other production notes. So one would be uh, the first obvious. So this is a movie adaptation of a comic book series. Now again, superhero movies, not necessarily comic book, but that certainly helped the case. Uh, but Dark Horse published a four-issue miniseries in 1999. It did a volume two shortly after that. But again, I mean, th- clearly the derivation from Men in Black is, I mean, how, how, it's impossible to miss. And then finally, and <laughs> I don't know if this drives the Rotten Tomato score, the Rotten Tomato score drives this. So Hollywood.com lists know. this movie as number <laughs> number six in their all-time 20, or I'm sorry, in their 25 biggest box office flops of all time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so they estimated the budget was in the 130 to $150 million range. No. That was the budget. Yep. Holy and crap. Do, would you like to know what, so they, what this movie grossed worldwide? Uh, worldwide gross. Uh, I'm Two gonna, bucks. <laughs> I'm going to say $80 million. $78 million. So number six. Now, interestingly, well on that list... On that list, we had at number thirteen, Green Lantern. Oh boy! Wait, which, well, oh wait, was Green Lantern the same Ryan. year as this? N- uh, no, no, this was of all time. It oh, wasn't a single year. I thought it was the same. I no, was no, like, no. Oh God, poor Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you know, but it's it's around that time though. It it's is. it's either oh, right. Fuck that it's got to be right after. And of course, Green Lantern had a budget of two hundred million dollars and gro- worldwide gross of two hundred nineteen million dollars. Do you think it was mostly going towards like Kevin Bacon and I mean was it the cast? It's right. got to be. And for it, RIPD, I, I was not yeah. blown away oh. by like. Can Kevin Bacon still be that expensive? Yes. I think he does. He doesn't. He does like more indie stuff now, right? Like I mean, I don't know. Uh, but Green Lantern was 2011. So talk about a rough. That's run. a one-two punch. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a rough. It's amazing we got to Deadpool given those two the sequence of just those two movies. This was like his period in the wilderness. He, he roamed <laughs> the 40, 40 years. 
years. He was tempted by Satan. <laughs> I wonder if this movie had the same problem that the Green Lantern movie did, which uh, CGI you to, green costume. Well, no. besides that, oh. none of the actors for Green Lantern were allowed to read the script before signing oh. on to do the movie. <laughs> That's Listen, always a good sign. If you're in Hollywood and they're like, "Hey, we want you to be in this movie, but you can't read the script," I'd go, "Hey, go fuck yourself." And just, <laughs> Walk out of the meeting. Well, clearly, yeah. I that, need to read the script before well, I do the movie. That couldn't have happened. Zach Galifianakis walked away, right? So he clearly, or or that's when he, he got his attached. hands on it. He saw it and went, "Oh God, no!" Oh fuck that, boy. Okay, so let's see. I think, uh, I think it's time I think to we're go ready to get this, into this uh, movie. Do we into have this to? Great movie. Do we have to? Yes. All right, let's go. Let's go. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So here's a good clue that this movie is a giant steaming piece of shit. <gasps> You're tipping your hand. I'm going to tip it the whole time. The title. It was just the words. There was nothing fancy. There was like, we, we do we like know to this talk about shit. the title sequence. <laughs> We're just going to put the words up on the screen and go from there. We are contractually obligated to show you the name of this film. Yes. Which, <laughs> given the budget, surprising. Oh, man. You know, it starts with a voiceover. It starts with Reynolds. a voiceover, yeah. And Fred J. Dukes, the blob, jumping out of an office building. Oh, almost. Almost. I'm going to get that spit take. It's going to be in the mic. We're going to ruin the mic. That's right. Well, listen, we'll have Mike. We'll have sponsors soon. Uh, yeah. If so this, anyone would like to sponsor us, we are available. That's right. This, Course light. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. Fingers crossed. Stay hydrated. Uh, yeah. So this massive blob looking guy who's grotesque and horrific. You know, jumps out of this window, and we hear. Could we say he was a great big fat person? He was a great big fat person. (laughs) Sorry, Danny. (laughs) So I uh, got I got clearance to do it, so I'm fine now. Nice. Uh, Yeah. So I mean, it's it's one of these. You know, action has started. We'll give you a snippet, and then we're going to rewind. But it's action with a voiceover. Yes. Pick your pleasure. You can't have action and a voiceover happening at the same time. It's like I mean, you can. It just doesn't work. There are other movies that have done it, but the whole, we're going to start in Meteor Ray with this big action sequence, and then, I bet you wonder how this happened, huh? Right. Sure. Well, Wh- it's a funny story. story. Yeah. I did enjoy where he kept saying, you know, three or four days ago, three or four days ago, during this whole opening thing, and yeah. then when we actually move back in time it said three or four days ago i like that too that was cute that was cute i feel like that's ryan reynolds like him putting humor in yeah but the thing is if you're trying to hook us with an opening sequence yep like i was just like well this is the best you got to make me want to watch the rest of this movie is a bad cgi fat man just like (laughs) jumping around and going draw (laughs) that's pretty much running up a bus Running up a yep. bus, running up a building, running up a WB Mason truck. You the, know, for a fat guy, he who got else? Around. That's right. Who else? WB Mason. <laughs> now, those poor offices that aren't going to get their papers. I just want WB Mason to be involved in a murder mystery. You know, <laughs> who, else? who else? But WB Mason. Your Honor, I, I rest I, my case. I feel like you kind of have to like twirl your the end of your mustache when you like. Well, he's got a he's got the he's mustache. got those pretty Mason. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So last night, the three nerd Migos went to go see The Last Jedi at Destiny USA, the big mall here in Syracuse. So mm-hmm. we were having our traditional pre-movie beverage at the World of Beer franchise in the mall there. And I was sitting at the bar. Before you guys showed up, I was sitting at the bar. There was a guy next to me he, who had the most oh, amazing... I, did you see his mustache? Yeah. I was, I was like, kudos, sir. It was a sir. good inch or two out oh, from his yeah. face. And, oh, god damn. And, and when he... And the bartender was talking to him about it. And when he he grabbed the end of it and kind of pulled it out, that extended like easily eight inches off his face. It was amazing. I was stunned. Whoa. Was it W. B. Mason? <laughs> I can't say I that mean, it, I can't say that it wasn't W. B. Mason. And that man was 
Albert Einstein. Einstein. Oh, oh. So we're Wilt okay. Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we do so the back to opening the sequence. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> so not a compelling sequence. Nope. <laughs> a, mo- a movie so bad that a story about a mustache was more interesting than the Spo- entire movie. In fairness, it sounds like it was a very interesting mustache. <laughs> it, it's true. Spoiler alert: There's not anything really compelling in this movie. Casey. It was a very nice oh, mustache. Now, <laughs> in fairness to this movie, oh yes. boy. I do feel like it could have not sucked. Oh, yes. There was potential in this Can movie. Can we say that about every movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, the basic like concept of the film, I don't think is yeah. bad. No. Um, and Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges in particular clearly, like, at least kind of gave a shit. They were, like, at least trying to have fun, make their performance. You know, the chemistry between the two of them. It's great. Yeah. Was phenomenal. And and they each were wonderful in it. Mary yeah. Louise Parker as the hard-ass boss yeah, was great. Very good. Ke- you know, spoiler, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I loved him. Oh, I like this Kevin Bacon. Bacon. I think he was phoning it in a bit. I think he he saw the writing on the wall yeah. and knew this movie was going to be shit. I, th- I think Kevin Bacon was doing this for the paycheck. Oh, yeah. So uh, we back up. We see Ryan Reynolds is this Boston cop, Nick, who is... Uh, how, about, how about this before yeah, we continue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did we all think this movie took place? Washington, Everyone say one Washington. San Francisco. Baltimore. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's Boston. Good job establishing what fucking city we're in. What is the... So we've already talked about the fact that Erica is going to give a shit for this uh, movie. movie. Erica, I apologize. Her and her husband, Walt, went to school in Boston. What is that? There's an obelisk in Boston. That's why I was like, oh, it's Washington, D.C. That was not the Washington Monument, but... It was way smaller now in retrospect. What is... I don't know. What Erica? Or it was Walt? only raised when the dark snake god Apep took over Boston. <laughs> they don't talk about that time. That's it was right. a dark time for Boston. Time. All I saw was a slanted street, and that was enough for me to be like San Francisco. Wait, <laughs> could that have been a Dutch angle? You motherfucker! <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, so it's a city. He's a cop. It's a city. He's got this now. I don't mean to point out that I was looking at the actress who was on top of Ryan Reynolds' ass. Was her underwear CG'd on? Like, was she wearing a thong and to get a PG-13? Okay. Did anyone else look that hard? I was a little bit I, wondering that, too. Thank God. I, I was sitting next to children. So, <laughs> and then I put my foot down on a dog that nipped at my foot. That's right. Dave, so, Dave had a rough start. So is it possible that your lack of enthusiasm about the opening sequence could have entirely been... Situation. No, that opening okay. sequence was right. shit. Okay. That got in the way of you looking at a good ass. It did. Okay. Um, All right. I, I was fair. I was I, kid blocked. You were kid blocked. That'll and happen. This, this is that one of those like we talk about stuff and then we're like, oh, we'll put it up. We're not going to put a picture up of this. But if you want to, we might put it up. You should. You go right ahead. Yeah, right. Right. I'm not that's putting right. a woman's that's ass right. on my. Um, that's right. But it looked like it was one of those things where they had to add it to get an MPA. Like Natalie lower. Portman in uh, Your, Your Highness. Highness. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not actually Natalie Portman, though. Right. Her body doubles ass. Yeah. Right. Listen, I want to be in on that one. Which one? Your Highness. Oh, Have wait. You seen are that? you doing Your Highness? No. I mean, we have I, to. You no, should, I'm not saying no. It's we're a not fantasy doing movie, it. saying, and it's called Your Highness. Yeah, we've got it. Danny's, Danny's in. Danny's okay, in. it's on the list now. It's a funny movie. Yes. Well done. That's right. Thank you. All right. So uh, we see Nick. He's in his backyard burying these like golden object trinkets. 
Pieces. It's a they're, piece they're from d- the legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, it looked That's like right. Aztec treasure. <laughs> it's a, which you yeah. see yeah. in Boston all the time. Sure. You know, as it you do. It looked like it was a bunch of pieces of like a frisbee-sized like gold circle thingy. Yeah. yeah. It, it was it was not gold coins. It would no. they are they first of all, that amount of gold would be way heavy. But we're you know But he's Ryan Reynolds. He's which Ryan is Reynolds. not what it resembled when they put it all together. Oops, that's a spoiler. It yeah. did not. Yeah, for real. It's almost like this movie's a giant piece of shit. <gasps> Casey. Careful, people might figure out how you think about this movie before we get to the end. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Am I not telegraphic enough that no, I hated no. this movie? Um, so you talked about Ryan Reynolds' wife's uh her name's in the character the character's name is Julia. She's mm-hmm. played by the French actress Stephanie Zostak. Sure. Notable for Iron Man Three. She's the extremist one that Tony fights with no armor yes. in the little town, oh, like in, in the, the little bar. diner. Yes, yes. yeah, she's great. That's why I'm recognizing her. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. L- love her in that. Great job hiding her French accent, except for one scene in this movie. Yeah, she, then she sounded really French. <laughs> yeah, she's super really French. French. All of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden French. But you know, I think <laughs> you know, Casey. Sometimes you will talk about pacing in a movie in a yeah. way where they are not moving things along. You know, maybe it they don't improve on it, but the first five minutes of the movie, they really kind of set the stage for everything. He looks guilty burying oh, this thing. The first ten minutes of this movie are the, exposition heavy. It's just like, I want a new house, which Dave pointed out. Well, it's a perfectly fine-looking house. Yeah. And he's, uh, like, he's like, oh, you- I'm so sorry that I can't give you a real house. And I'm like, what, is he going to like punch through a wall? It's just going to be like cardboard that he painted? <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice. They have a nice backyard. They're in, Bo- they're in Boston, and they have a well, house. Well, listen, if they have a house in Boston, that's you've won. Yeah, Congratulations. Just, yeah. There's a name for, in the old movies, like 40s, the, begin- the beginning of the movie where you would have like, like a like the maid would pick up the phone and say, "Oh, Mr. Johnson, no, he's not here. Okay. He's away on a trip in Europe, as he goes every year. But this year, is we won't know when he'll be back." Like it's called the phone etude, where one character is giving a shit ton of exposition while on the phone, and you cannot hear the other end of the conversation. So I guess it's also called bad writing. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, you know, of the four of us. The published author joining us, yes. Mr. Witanowski. It's, That's fair. it's, it's bad in movies, but they use a lot in plays just because they you have to. Sure. You can't Do have you? Mo- you can't have montages in plays without it looking can't real- you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave. You just knock <laughs> the entire audience out with sleeping gas. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone reset. <laughs> everyone present, I would like us to hold Dave to this. That whensoever he may direct another play again, it must contain a, a sleeping gas. <laughs> okay, interesting. All right. Question. Yes. Would the beginning of this movie been better if we'd seen the whatever like job they were on where they found the gold? Definitely. In- instead yeah. of just like jumping right to I'm burying gold in my backyard and then arguing with my partner about like maybe we should turn in the gold. I'm like where did you get the gold? Like, did something weird happen? Like, what were the circumstances? So I didn't care enough to write it down, but when we first meet Kevin Bacon, Hayes, it is after... Oh, you caught his name. Yeah. After Nick has buried the gold and he's made sweet, sweet love to his wife, Julia, he goes to work and he's in the police locker room and he's having second thoughts about the gold and Hayes is like, look, it's ours. We do a hard, a good job. And he referenced, like... We didn't mean to, like we we were there they were on, on the a bus, drug bus yeah and and found gold 
Right. Yeah. As you do, like you know. Now, this is but, this is the problematic thing in every Star Wars movie. There's always a scene where someone's <laughs> like, hey, that adventure we were just on was fucking crazy. And I'm like, I want to I see that adventure. But, Don't tell me about it. I want to see it. But, is that like the time that you and I, Casey, fell into a nest of Gundarks? Well, we don't need to talk about the Gundarks. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. But Todd, like, honestly, how'd this like, happen? We're smart in this. Anything like just like a little like one minute sequence of like you see Ryan Reynolds find this gold and look conflicted about it to like make it not pure MacGuffin. This was a thing that he actually found and felt Absolutely. conflicted about and then made a decision about would have made it so much more satisfying when then there was all this conflict. So I think that's a fair question, Dave. I would suggest There's a follow-up question. Okay. Go ahead. So I would suggest that we don't need to see that because the taking of the gold is not important. What's important in the story is the fact that after he's taken it, Nick feels conflicted and he thinks they should give it back, which generates his conflict with Hayes, his partner. Yeah. So given what we eventually find out about his partner, right. it does raise the question. So as soon as basically Nick brings up the idea of... Look. Nothing has to change for you. You do whatever you want, but I'm putting mine in evidence. It's done. Like, as soon as that happened, I'm like, well, Kevin Bacon's going to be shooting you in the head back, you know. <laughs> you literally did say that, yeah. and I know you yeah. hadn't seen this movie. Well, I mean, I, I, wonder I, if I delivered I... it like this. I wonder if Kevin Bacon is going to shoot <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. So, like, knowing what we know about the end of the movie and all the reveals, like, I'm just like, well... Why the hell didn't Kevin Bacon just shoot him immediately? Like, like why did when even, they found the gold? Yeah, why did yeah. he even let? Like, I'm just like, it's and just not like throw well, some cocaine on him. So <clears throat> as we do sometimes, usually I mean, we'll we go through chronologically. No, 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 we're gonna go all over the. No, place we'll go over all the places. It makes sense to talk about now. So Catman do? That's right. So here's what would have happened. Right? Here's what I think. If Nick doesn't say that he's got second thoughts, if he's like, yep, that's my gold, I'm happy, I got a boat and a new house. Right. If he doesn't do that, so Hayes' goal is to gather all this gold because he's going to reassemble this artifact. Todd, that's a spoiler. Thanks, Bob. He needs a blood sacrifice to turn the artifact on. Nick would have been the blood sacrifice at that point. He could, because mm -hmm. Nick had the gold in his possession, Hayes would have had to get it back from Nick. So all he did is like, worst case scenario, I can be like, you know, I uh, he was corrupt. I, I figured it out. He tried to kill me. I killed him in self defense. Like I feel like that was a well, that's a training day setup. But if I kind of the, the movie sounds a little bit better now, doesn't it? Nope. Oh damn it. <laughs> nope. Because I can try. he doesn't have to do all that because when he does the sacrifice, yeah, it doesn't matter because it's end of days. No one's gonna come after demon Kevin Bacon. Be like, I, hey, did you kill Ryan Reynolds? What? <laughs> no. Now, more importantly, I feel like is that directors well just stop casting Kevin Bacon as your major villains. It's like, a little. It's a little telegraphed at this point. It was the worst now. part of First Class. Ooh. I'm gonna count to three. Okay, it was right. and the coin is going to move. It was the second to worst part of First Class, aside from John Hamm's wife from Mad Men, who was the worst part. Oh, no, she's the worst thing. Ouch. Yeah, she's very terrible. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Emma Frost. So Emma Frost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Juniper. Gen January Jones. January Jones. It didn't someone famously get her pregnant, or wasn't that like the big no, rumor that Bobby Flay was dating her? Wasn't it, it is a big secret. She oh, won't. She say won't who say who she... the father is. I think it's so John Hamm. I would like to use this opportunity right now to Bobby say... Bobby Flay from I am not. I am not the father. I would like to formally I am also not the father. submit that I did not. In the words Dave, of Dave, you're awful, awful quiet. I, I am neither confirmed nor denied. <laughs> it's a hot take here on the Super Pod Herocast. Heard it here first. Move it along, guys. Thanks, Bob. Back to Dave's question. Question yeah. 
be. Do we think this is something that the studio cut? They filmed them on the drug bust. The studio's like, we got to cut all that. We got to get right to the meat of it. It, it is only an hour and a half long movie. 96 so it's, minutes. It's yeah. quite possible. I mean, and I would think just a regular drug bust, you know, where it's like, well, we don't have to have CGI. That's I want to know who had this gold. I, I mean, like, that's, were there other, I don't think were there it, other ghettos that had it. I don't think it matters. I don't Just think like it matters. Most of this fucking. Film. I mean, again, ultimately, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's right, that's but I can't help but wonder. I'm already thinking, like, well, how could you fix this movie? So, uh, yeah, I feel like that would be a scene. Not that would be an interesting. I would not start <laughs> off with chasing some fat monster man. Sure, sure. I would definitely be like, you know. He's a cop. It's the regular world, you know? Yeah. Enough of a, like, before he falls into weirdness. The start, I think, was playing to the strengths, right? You have Ryan Reynolds, who is charming, likable, funny. And that opening voiceover, even the whole three or four days ago, mm-hmm. it's like him being Ryan Reynolds, like, the funny. And you're like, okay, well, that's good. Well, you know, people will get people laughing. They'll be happy right from the start. I, I feel like it's a miscalculation. To your point, I don't know what you do to fix it. Later, after Ryan Reynolds dies, right? Nick dies. Yeah. And it's it, he's Nick going dies. to hell. Ryan Nick Reynolds does not die. That's right. This right. is not a snuff film. That's right. That's or is it? I don't know. After Faces Green Lantern, they were like, yeah, uh, <laughs> he could take him out. Easy, guys. Nick is going to hell, but for the fact that they need a cop in the RIPD. But it almost seems like, and his second thoughts make me think, did he make a single bad choice, or was he a thoroughly corrupt cop? Or was that single bad choice enough to damn him? Wait, was he going to hell? He was going towards a white light. Uh, but was everyone was going judgment. that way. Yeah, yeah. Judgment, judgment is there. Yeah. It oh, seems like the okay. implication, as given by the weeds lady, was <laughs> Proctor. You can roll the dice, like yeah. with you know, you're just going to the afterlife sure. if you want, but you're probably going to hell. That's not who I am. Really, pretty boy. How'd it feel as you were headed towards judgment? Comfortable? Feel like you were bound for glory, or were you a little worried that you were going down? But yeah, I was kind of wondering about that too, because like, is just like taking gold from a drug bust hell worthy? We don't know what happened at that drug bust. Sure. We don't know how that went down, which is another reason why I think arguably it okay. might have been nice to see a little bit. So of that. we need like a Zack Snyder BVS ultimate cut of this movie that's three hours long and explains all oh yeah okay will they do a really shitty um facial cgi that's justice league (laughs) do you bleed second of all it is shitty (laughs) it's it's horrible not yet neither have i wait you've not seen justice league yet i'm waiting oh didn't it seem like there were way way too many cops and like what kind of bust were they like Oh, when, like, they, oh, when they, they, they go in to get like, Garza. We got a tip on Garza. It's like Garza. a small army was going in. Oh, yeah. Like, was he? It like was, El Chapo? It was yeah. all <laughs> the cops. It was, I need everyone. Bring me everyone. What do you mean, everyone? Everyone! But do we need everyone, sir? <laughs> we have a funny scene in the car as they're going to the bus. So establishing the relationship between... Nick and Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the moment where I was like, oh, the evolution to Deadpool. You're seeing it in that banter between Ryan Reynolds and Kim Bacon in the car. Right? Now, stand by for inspiring, motivating words from Detective Bobby Hayes. How about we don't get shot today? Well, that's great advice. You're, you're a good cop. Detective Hayes advises we should avoid getting shot. And also, everybody should put their charm bracelets on now. Hey, that's my grandmother say, Christopher Metal Jackass. It's adorable. They wear for protection. I give this movie lots of goodwill points just for Ryan Reynolds. However, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> 
counterpoint. Point, counterpoint. Gentlemen, join me in this. If you take your car and smash it into a chain link fence, you're going to fuck up the front of your car. Yeah. That's the worst movie trope ever. You, all what you, you do know is what, you, you know stop. What movie fixes it you, is Logan. Yes. Yes. He hits the chain link fence and it does what it's fucking so, supposed to do. It goes and brings yeah. the car back. No, it, yeah. And if you and that's a fence. If you want to break a gate, oh, it's a you don't charge right. that either. You just go uh, up, you roll up to the gate, and then slowly press forward. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a dead there was a bolt. A, I did a lock. A Deadpool. Deadpool is a... Um, you know, the man that, who we call Papa. Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Uh, watch. I like it when you call me enormous Papa. father. That's right. <laughs> who inflates tires. Simultaneous, Dave. Well, that's that's the synergy that's made our lives a magical adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so Papa watched Logan just a couple days ago. Did he really? And he said to me, like, it was literally yesterday. He's like, oh, I watched Logan the other day. I was like, oh, my God, how good was it? He's like, I hated it. I was like, get out. Get what? out. The same thing happened when, yes, I don't know. When I, don't I know. saw it in a th- we've all so seen it, right? I, I literally just saw it two days ago. Okay, so <gasps> it's the end of the movie. Logan's dead. Spoiler alert. The whole thing. She turns across to an ex. Dan yeah. Blumenthal oh. and I are like, why is it so dusty in this Who's theater? Who's chopping oh. yeah. onions? And the guy at the end of our row, there's like six of us in there, and the guy at the end of the row just goes, that was fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Papa. Just like that. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, my God. I, Legit, I I had heard like it was good, and I was like, I I mean, I'm not going to get like emotional of this. And then as soon as she started quoting the speech from Shane, I lost my shit. Yeah. When, <laughs> no, when she called him Papa. Yeah. Ugh. That's, done. that's a phenomenal movie. Listen, done. so we've got a we're couple things we're working. watching that movie. Well, Logan, no. it's got one of the guys from With Nail and I being evil. Go watch it. <laughs> you got me on that one. What? Wait, so what? are the X Men just kind of <laughs> fucked? No matter what they do, it's like no, hey, we, no. Don't just, worry, Disney has reacquired the rights to them now. It's Marvel, so we're all good. But are they going to like reboot? No, they're going to no. continue as is. And Deadpool just will still be salt R. them in. Uh, eventually. I saw a poster today that may, yep. that, that's a fan poster that might make sense. It's um, Doctor Strange with the sling ring mm-hmm. opening a portal and Wolverine's walking through it. I'm like, oh, they're just ah, going to come from another dimension. Another dimension. Yeah. Okay. Boom. That'd work. Maybe that's how they escape the Sentinels. No. Like, that's the, their one. No. We got a hard no, no from Dave hard on no. this one. No. That's, that's a negatory. What about that? Just impacted on the surface. That's right. <laughs> and uh, to your point, uh, the actor who played the main antagonist in Logan. Oh, is, the blonde guy. Uh, not the blonde guy. His boss. Oh, like the guy yeah, who yeah. comes back like towards the end and is like the scientist doctor guy. Sure. Yes. The guy who probably shouldn't have been on site for. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Probably. Uh, is one of the two main characters from the amazing British cult classic with Nail and I. Oh, which nice. you, if you were a fan of thespianism and alcohol, you should watch. Yeah, if, you, if you'd like to see two people, sadly <laughs> but hilariously, drinking themselves to death across the English countryside, who wouldn't? First you of should all. watch with Nail and I or listen to me and Dave's podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going well across done. the British countryside. <laughs> That's the only difference. That's right. We knew what we were getting. We knew what we were getting. <laughs> and I'm loving every minute so, of it. So you know why? Because we're not talking about this movie. <laughs> oh. What movie? Oh no. Oh. You know, we're trying to get Papa to join us for an episode. Can Look, we get it? What did he hate about Logan? I well, after I told him he had to move out, I kind of stopped listening. So I don't know. There was something in there. You're dead to me. He's like, yeah, I just, I couldn't understand it. 
we've got a new segment coming up. Won't be for this one, but coming up soon, it'll be Queen's Ooh. counter commentary. Yes. So my wife Aubrey, who but I Freddie affectionately Mercury is dead. That's right, son of a bitch. My wife, who I affectionately call the Queen, delivers these wonderful, um, <laughs> biting commentaries. Hmm. Two minutes over the kitchen counter in the mornings, and I'm like, why am I not recording no, this? So we're gonna do that. So oh yay. Oh, we should probably get back to it. Have we gotten to Ryan Reynolds dying yet? (laughs) Yeah, we're there. Yeah, he's dead. Can we talk about the fact that the uh, explosion and pause in the explosion was, I'm like, I'm sorry, is he now Quicksilver from Days of Future Past? Yeah, are we going to start hearing sweet dreams are made of this? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, Dave and Danny, your podcast, you are watching the movie, reacting in real time. And recording all of that. We don't. We watch ahead of time, then we sit down and record. You get different slices of the two different things. I did wish we had a mic on as we were watching the movie, because there was some good kind of commentary going. And I I was like, don't forget it. Don't forget it. We were talking about how the rise of 3D cinema has changed the way people make movies. There's a lot of shots in that raid. When When the cops get to Garza's location and they're going in, there are these shots that exist for no purpose other than to look good on a 3D screen. And throughout the movie, there are these shots where they just like look like ass. And you're like, this was a really like expensive movie. This is a major Hollywood motion picture. And so little like film school level, like <laughs> this is how you make a shot look good went into like, like the framing of the shots. Looking at the monitor on the day of the shoot. Yeah, that shot looks good. Then in the editing bay, looking at it on a little bigger screen. Yeah, that shot still looks good. Then all the way on like when they're doing their ADR and adding the orchestra, they're still like, that looks fine. Yeah. Somewhere in there, someone should be like, hey, that looks terrible. Right? Reshoot <laughs> that. Even in terms of like when the shot clearly serves no other purpose other than to present a 3D observation. Like in Monsters vs. Aliens, which I think, you know, it's got to be on our list. It's not. It's not a superhero movie? No. The Monsters are super okay. No. All right, so you know there's this. Uh, we already sat through one shitty movie. Oh, <gasps> bring up another mother fucker. Really? Yeah, oh. really. Okay, so isn't Monsters vs. Aliens that 3D animated? Yes, it's great. I it's thought wonderful. I heard that was really good. It is really good. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know. He's a DC fan. It's a- Nerd fight. Whoa! No, <laughs> shot across the <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> the best again. Again, if you could have seen. Casey physically recoiled from the mic as if he had just been slapped. Thanks for coming twice to the Super Pod Hero Cast. By Rachel Dawes. That's right. The last episode. Our tenth and final episode. Todd Panic was never seen again. That's right. And although a search party was sent out. In Monsters vs. Aliens, there's a shot that was the first time I ever remember seeing a movie and thinking the only reason for that is they knew they were going to 3D. And it's either the it's the scientist, I think it's the president. Has the like the ball and paddle the old kids game, mm-hmm. and he's doing that, and all of a sudden the angle on his you know the ball and paddle changes, and the ball comes right at the camera for like two bounces. I was like, how about three D a movie that's in Thor's helmet, yeah, the real. Avengers, when um, Nick yeah. Fury is running out of the where the Tesseract is being held. Yeah, yeah. I when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, oh, this was shot for three D because things are falling in front and behind him. It's very clearly the three D shot of the movie. But there are some shots in this movie that, like, even beyond, like, being shots for 3D, you're just like, this also just looks 
bad. This is like and freshman can, film school. Yeah, exactly. Shot. Yeah. And you can film a shot like for 3D without it looking bad, not in 3D. Like you can pull that off. It's tricky, but like you can pull it off. And this one makes like no attempts. No, but no. I'd say that even the shots that weren't obviously intended for a 3D release were just uninspired. Like it's not even so much that it was bad composition as much as just sort of like, okay, this person's going to have a door frame behind them. You, you know, like I was just, especially yeah. like in any time they were in like the RAPD headquarters. I was just sort of like, can you shoot this in any way more interesting than the way you're doing it right now? I well, it's like when agree. he's being interviewed for the first time when he gets into the RAPD Yeah, by the weeds lady. Yeah, by the weeds lady. <laughs> Hard-ass flow. Uh, <laughs> like, all of the shots of her are like fine. They're like perfectly well composed shots. Mm -hmm. And all the shots of Ryan Reynolds are ass for some reason. Oh, yeah. You know what I wonder? So Sin City famously shot the film as a almost panel for panel oh, yeah. for frame translation of the comic to the film. The only question I wonder, I've never read the print. I've never read the books of these. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, like, were they recreating? Because some of that looked like, and I'm I'm thinking not RIPD, but I'm thinking the raid when like, like Nick is like right up against the wall and he's edging down. That looked like a comic panel to me, right? Like his face is in the forefront. And there's there's stuff behind him. I, or th that's are a question. We just trying to make yeah. this movie better than it is. <laughs> Although there were a couple of shots that I thought looked kind of comic panel-y that I thought actually were kind of inspired. Like, yeah. I think actually in the scene that they uh, show at the intro that then gets revisited later where they're chasing... Where the blob is... Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, there's a moment where Jeff Bridges is chasing the guy and Ren Ryan Reynolds is trying to chase the guy and he has to jump down because like a bus i think is about to hit him yep. yeah that looks super comic booky but in like a really good way yeah like you could sort of see like oh i could see this being like two or three panels in a comic book sure in an action scene but it works really well and it like conveys that comic booky vibe gotcha well. so i want you know i wonder if that's an attempt and look maybe they swung and missed i mean that's that's possible they missed i do feel like <laughs> Squares was just like the big like look of the movie because I oh, thinking back yeah. like I'm just sort of like doors, windows, buildings, and like Everything technically framed. cars. Yeah. You know, like I'm just like the, the car that they're in. Almost the, the everything yeah. was like square shaped. Absolutely. And I don't I don't describe point. that to being like a panel thing. I just wonder. Huh. I don't know. It, but that's very boring. Like, yeah, very. like, I mean, just the fact that the final. That's a spoiler. Like, go ahead. Oops. The final fight takes place on a rooftop that's not even like a very exciting rooftop. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just your generic, you know, like T shaped, like top of a building. Yeah. Right. Dave, would you describe it as very square? It's hip to be square. Move it along, guys. How is Ryan Reynolds killed in this movie? Where now, is he shot? Where is the gun? Where is he shot? Now, d didn't he say in that the he got body. shot in the face? But he says multiple times, I got shot in the face. That's exactly how it felt as it passed through my face. You did not get shot in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah I don't think he did. He flies off, and, and really what kills him is he falls on his neck. That is what kills him. It does kind of look like that, yeah. Oh, he does. He Maybe we should rewatch the movie. No, oh, goddamn it, no. First of all, how dare you? 
listen, no. Uh, so mm, does he say he got shot in the face? He definitely does. He mentioned. He and, says and it, it, and it made me go like, "What?" So is both the, he did and um, his partner. Okay, Rook. so unless do you want he's my theory? referring to some like earlier thing that we didn't see because they cut it, because <laughs> it wouldn't be very interesting. Uh, no, here's what happened. At oh. that moment, he dies. We're uh-huh. no longer seeing the physical Nick. We're seeing Spirit Nick. And Spirit Nick, his face is fine. Because that's the moment at which everything freezes. So yeah. that's his soul. That's not his body. No. No? You're not because allow when it? he's falling, everything's still happening. And when when uh, yeah. when uh, Kevin Bacon shoots him, yeah. it's clearly he's going for the center of mass. He's which down he here. Yep. He's not... Well, he's not down here. That's shooting his dick off. And then there's that period of time where he's in Zach Morris Saved by the Bell mode. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you mean the part of where he walks around into while everyone's paused? Walks into uh, Michael Bay's oil painting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, boy, we saw more in that 20 seconds than you've seen in every Michael Bay movie put together. I was like, oh, there's some beautiful details in there that we never get yeah. to see. If it's Michael Bay, you don't get to see any of that. So Megan kudos. Fox was fixing a car in the That's background. Right. That's, yep. right. That's right. She was very sweaty. <laughs> I, I would like to give credit where credit is due. Casey, For whom? Casey. Oh, me? Oh, yes. okay. Great. Casey, I believe as we were watching the movie, you were the first one to correctly point out the appearance of the space butthole. Oh, space butthole. Uh, did anyone else? I immediately thought of it. Ryan Reynolds is drawn up into this kind of like pillar of light, hmm. um, but the way like he he almost gets pulled up and he's like like almost like unconscious. His body is like kind of turning from, like from, the recent the, yeah yeah of it. yes okay, like just, oh, I haven't watched it yet. Todd, spoiler alert. Thank you, Bob. Um, but that that's what I thought. I was like, oh I, yeah, I kind of know what you mean though. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of had that cool, but visually, I like that. So. Yeah, clearly I'm I'm liking everything that no one else likes. In the no, movie. I mean I, I that one you're I didn't actively have a problem with it. I, I mean I think I liked I this movie second most. That's right. <laughs> I think you clearly did. Yeah, so he gets drawn up into the deadlights and all of a sudden drops is dropped unceremoniously into a desk chair in this very sterile white office with a very stern looking Mary Louise Parker. She is pissed about something. Yes. Who's great? With She's a nameplate. She's a delight in this movie. She, again, I... Uh, she just wanted to sell insurance. That's <laughs> hard ass hard flow. Ass flow. <laughs> Hashtag hard ass hard flow. Ass flow. Um, <laughs> I'll say now, everybody who is a, a main player in this movie, much like... Uh, not Captain America. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Much like Man of Steel. Everyone's great. They're yeah. just... There's more wrong with this film than there is with Man of Steel, but... Um, <laughs> It's the movie that's bad, not the performances. Although at least this movie doesn't have Pa Kent going, maybe you should have let that bus full of children die. Oh. Or, or, you fucking bitch. Wait, or, he didn't say you should have. He said maybe. It's or, a question. He He's said, asking a question. Maybe or, you should have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what everyone didn't see was... was well, going to get was, cut out. Dude, they, we don't need to explain it. <laughs> that was just for us. Casey, do not cut that motherfucker. So, yeah, this tra- how many people are in Broken Lizard? Five, as I correctly... Easy, guys. Thanks, Bob. If there was exposition in the beginning of the film, there's more coming this way, because this is where Mary Louise Parker, Proctor, explains the real world of RIPD. So he's a dead lawman. He can either be sent on to judgment 
with the clear implication that that's not going to work out well for him. Or he can sign on for a term with the Rest in Peace Department, serve 100 years in Boston, keeping the spirits of the dead Deados. where they belong, on the dead side of the divide, and you know maybe have a chance to do better on the next judgment. And it is established that there are multiple departments like this, and that the Boston one is the second third. or third? Third. We're the third biggest precinct in the force. What's the first? Boca. Boca? Boca, like Boca Raton? Yes. Yes. Because of the number of elderly people and the number of people that die there. That's oh, yes. Yes. That's that was funny. That was an old person joke. Yes. Well, when I heard Boca, I was like, mouth? Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh. they didn't say Boca Raton. Boca. Boca. La Bouche. Boca. <laughs> so he says yes. He gets the RIPD badge branded into his skin which is a cool effect which we don't really see again eh, you know what look that's one of those it it's a cool idea i'm sure it was in the comics it looked cool they so they wanted to do it it's a cool idea although i will say i did feel a little bit gypped by the fact he was like ow and then like stopped noticing immediately you know i think think he kind of rubbed it i'm letting you know right his badge burned onto his skin he immediately gets recovered from it and then all of a sudden he's on the job and paired up with his wacky partner so before we meet him what? so he steps well, right so he so he says yes right steps out of this white office into this bottomless kind of chasm of file cabinets and then into the RIPD office now Colin who joined us for our man of steel episode your brother Casey your brother Colin as soon <laughs> you you may I'm sure you're familiar I've with I've met him. him once or twice <laughs> So Colin correctly pointed out, as soon as we pulled this, that, uh, yeah, no kidding, this is Men in Black, which it is. Mm -hmm. But nowhere is that more clearly established than when they walk into the RIPD office. It's like, oh, "Oh, it's the terminal for Men in Black. With all, except instead of aliens, it's all these deados, which are the spirits of the dead, who stayed in the the land of the living, and their soul starts to rot. So that's the alien-looking creatures. How I wish this was a video yes. podcast. Dave's face yeah. during that whole explanation. Disgust. Confusion to disgust <laughs> to anger to just resolve. Like, yeah, okay. And just instead of Tommy Lee Jones, you have Jeff Bridges. Look, I, I'd be willing to let a lot of stuff about this movie. I actually kind of enjoyed watching this. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh. Deados. <laughs> Deados. You were really? they a serial? You really didn't. I actually Deados. liked that. <laughs> yes. I couldn't know what. That's like the thing you type in as a placeholder, and it's like, all right, we'll get back. We'll, we'll, we'll just do we'll, a find and replace I mean, on like, Deado. They've been like, you know, the I would fallen. Or Is just, that what happened? Like they put it as like a placeholder. Deados. No. Chocolate Sold cereal with went, like oh, marshmallow shit. zombies. You never change it from <laughs> Deados. Oh no! It's, like they're there the day that they're filming, and they say like, "That's what we forgot to fix." Oh. Like, it, just anything even slightly cooler. How, how about just, like, the dead? You know, like, you know, lost soul. So this is a PG-13 movie. Can As we dead? started watching the movie, there were some kids in the living room with us. Um, especially I after... Ju- because of a woman's ass. That's right. <laughs> and Dave's like, I'm and, totally not looking at that. And your wife child. goes, is this okay for the kids? I was like, yes, honey, it's PG-13. So, you know, I feel like... <laughs> So, look, I'll defend it. I mean, I could be wrong. You're defending Dedos. The Dedos. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. So I'm basically a terrorist? Okay. All right. So. I cannot wait for this. So the tone of the movie is light, despite the fact they are ensuring that the spirits of the dead don't stay in the realm of the living. Yeah. So 
visually they've established instead of aliens like men in black are bizarre looking oddities some of which are monstrosities are the 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 spirits of the dead the dead yeah. right their souls rot so you've got to go light with something so they made the name cartoonish serial like but you don't feel to like balance the, you don't no. feel like the look of them was cartoony enough uh, you know, so one of the things we've started doing is talking at the, or at the end of our discussion, we'll talk a little bit about like, because Casey and I are fathers. Hey, would you watch this movie with your kids? You are? Yeah, that's right. I am. I don't know who the mother is. No, that's not making it. Casey, cut that line. That's a bad choice in humor. I feel like that's the balancing act. And I feel like some of the monstrosities. Well, what if they were... called them like fugitives or like Fugees, you know, like the band. Like the band? Yeah. That could be a problem. Fugazis? Fugazis, yeah. Oh. I mean, like, I just feel like there's so many other things you could have called them. Because Dedo is really dumb. Th- that ghosts. really, you really that don't like You could have called them fucking ghosts. <laughs> but <laughs> is that so wrong? Yes. So, so, you know what that is, though? That is the grizzled law enforcement veterans. Like, of course, there's an internal name. For what they call them, and yeah. it's not the proper name. So it's like a racial thing. Oh, <laughs> is hey, Dedos? that's our word. You don't get to use yeah, that word. Right. Yeah, Some dedos. How dare you? No, because everyone says it, dedos and non-dedos alike. So it's clearly not the n-word. We're gonna back away from this one. Let's extricate <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> I'm okay with dedo. Yeah, I'm not okay. I'm with not dedo. okay with dedo. I. I get the point you're making. Yeah, yeah. And I totally understand that. And okay. I get you're what wrong. they were trying to that's do yeah, yeah. with the term Dado. I feel like that's a first drafty solution to that, though. Okay. Do like, we know I, if they I were called that in the comics? Because that's something Ooh, where I'm, I'm like, sure they were. I would I, I would argue they were. I mean, it's so distinctive. So like, if that's throughout. the case, I still don't like it, but that's the comic, not the movie. Yeah. I, I would be willing to bet money. That they are deados in the comic it. because yeah. it's because it's not like a term Fugazi. that's it's not a term that they mentioned a couple times like it's it's a it hit it's hit heavy throughout the movie. I'll, I'm sure that was an element. Also, I feel like that's not something they would have come up with independently. Yeah. <laughs> like so you wouldn't have got to there like yeah. had you had another choice. You know, let's move like, on. Okay. Them, mm, no, that's fine. <laughs> I I have to ask so. Was the point because I I feel like I lost a lot of plot points because either like Jeff Bridges was explaining it and he was talking a lot like this and it was very hard to understand. It was like he had cotton balls. And yeah. you were just going. Well, we're getting we're getting, like getting you, to Jeff maybe Bridges. my favorite point in the part of the movie when we meet Jeff Bridges. Yeah. So, but just before we move on with the, the Dedos, I just want to know. So, so they're affecting. The real world because they're not supposed to be in it. Yes. yes. Weren't they saying like, oh, it's Global causing warming. all these problems? Yeah, Something so, stupid at the end. Bad cell reception. Bad cell, so yeah, the idea is so when the spirits of the dead do not pass over, when they stay in the world of the living, they cause. So first of all, their souls rot because they don't belong there, and the at the the like secondary effect of that is they cause chaos and decay and destruction yeah. around them. So are I they the reason we have like, 45? I know words. I have the best words. Those audio like, clips were pretty funny. I figured it I was standard, like, restless soul type bullshit of, like, you know, like, these are people who have not fulfilled their yeah. like, goals on Earth, and so, now they're gonna, like, fuck shit up. So that's kind of the common, like, theme of the ghost. I liked the, yeah, and you can tell when they're around, because, like, shit breaks down around them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought that was cool, uh, that was, that which works. will come in important later. However, 
being called Dedos is fucking stupid. Okay. We can agree sure. that we disagree. Okay. Uh, but we get to meet Jeff Bridges. Now, Yay! I lo- Look, flat out love him in this movie. The faces he's making in this movie, though, like, all I can think of is the scene in The Big Lebowski where it's like the weird dream pot sequence. <laughs> he's making those faces all through this listen, movie. You get, he's listen, like, you hire Jeff Bridges, you get Jeff Bridges. I mean, I don't know. You listen, know, you know. Jeff Bridges made those faces in a cave <laughs> out of a box of scraps. <laughs> well, I'm not Jeff Bridges. <laughs> uh, you're Goddamn right, you're not. <laughs> you, listen, this is somewhere, as you point out, this is somewhere in the spectrum between Rooster Cogburn and the dude. I would say this is square in the middle. He's got the surliness of Rooster, but he's got the goofiness of the dude. Yes. So if you're looking at this on a Venn diagram, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the two circles have come together, and this is this character. Is is Roy Roy, who was a Civil War veteran. U.S. Marshal. U.S. Marshal. 1800s. Which 1800s. Which, could have been ex- could which have... implies that he's been he... like penalized a couple of times. <laughs> right. Because if he's from the 1800s. And you only well, have to serve 100 years. And this is 2010. Well, they said at the end that this is his. So at the end, they get, you know. There's an end to this movie? There's an end to this movie. <laughs> this is uh, Ryan is a newbie, so he gets probation. Roy, or, you know, uh, I Nick like you called him Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, I know. Nick is a pro- Good old Ryan. Nick is a newbie, Good so Ryan. he gets probation. Uh, Roy, as a veteran, gets another fifty-three years tacked on to his his term, and he oh. and he says that this is right. uh, this is a I think he says this is the third time that he's that this has happened that he's had more time tacked on. So that that, would make, if they do fifty years every time, yeah, that would be about yeah. right. Doesn't yeah. that seem like something she should have explained when recruiting? You know, because that feels like predatory. Li- uh, to listen, me. <laughs> <laughs> listen. All of the terms are there in the contract. He's free to read all of them. No one made him sign them. He could have gone for judgment. He's the one who wanted the damn iTunes account. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. Roy Jeff Bridges has so many funny lines. When we first meet Roy, there's a Deto who gets loose in the RIPD office, and oh, he's right. making a break for it. And of course, while everybody's trying to figure out what to do, Roy shoots him. And in a surly, unrepentant uh, manner, says, uh, I'll plant a gun on him if it makes you feel any better. Again, right from the start, he uh. doesn't give a shit about routine. You know, we go from there right into the probably the even bigger trope, which is the veteran cop doesn't want a partner. Roy, meet your new partner, Nick Walker. We've been over this before. I'm a one-man operation. It's, he's Murtaugh. He's he doesn't need rigs. Shit. He's too old for this shit. Right. Absolutely. Oh. You got to earn that. So we get to the hotel, or is it a hotel? What? To talk to the Deto. Oh, yeah, well. It's, it's their first case out. There. Their first case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, yeah, we got to talk about how they leave. Okay. Well, I so, don't remember. Okay, so they get, the, so they walk into a toilet. Oh, the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. But, or Men in Black. The the flush when they're purging. Yeah, every Saturday night, you, you'd be like, flush me, Jay, flush me. I'd be like, no. Uh, but where do they show up in the real world? A VHS repair shop. 
That's fucking hilarious, right? That's really funny. When was the last time you got a VCR repaired? And yeah. there's a guy in there who's not moving at all. It's just kind of unclear whether or not... He may be just dead. Like, is he like it a It did a seem stuffed like corpse? he might have been just dead. Yeah. Because there's no business coming in. But I was like, is he a hologram? You know, is Dave, he... there's certain questions that I don't know that you need to ask. No, 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 no. This <laughs> needs to be asked. <laughs> it was one that I had. You know, Dave, there's certain questions that you don't need to ask. No, no, no. Where was his little... You uh, know, Casey? See, there's certain questions that you don't need to ask. Where was his pug companion? Listen, first of all, Frank how dare you? Move it along, guys. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. So they get out to the real world. Roy is driving. And I like the little bits where they do something, but they don't talk about it. So Roy's driving, but he's sitting kind of like side saddle in the driver's seat. What the fuck? Was and not how? driving. Because it's a ghost car. What the fuck does it matter? But it was just like <laughs> Roy tells Nick in the car as they're driving. They're establishing the camaraderie. You know, he's like basically telling him to stop whining. You know what my funeral was? Watching a bunch of coyotes pick my carcass clean and drag my bones off into a cave. Which becomes the setup for a long series of running jokes throughout the movie related to the terrible things that happened to Roy's <laughs> remains after he died. Sounds pretty Witcher, rough. Which are oh, pretty no. great. Oh. I have to say, those are all pretty great. Those are great. I mean, again, look, look, there's great elements to this movie. And do they all come together great? Maybe not. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, so they go on their first case. Well, no, no, but before they go on the first case, though, so... <laughs> there's more? There's oh, more. Gee, we're never going to be out of here. Yeah, listen. Listen, this is how it works. So before they go on their first case, Roy explains that Proctor has allotted time for Nick to tie up loose ends. So they go to Nick's funeral. Oh. Was that before the first it's case? It's before the first right, case. Right, because uh, that's where we find out that... So, so again, rather than dump all the exposition at once, you know, we're getting kind of just-in-time delivery of exposition. So he explains that they're in the real world, but he doesn't, neither Roy nor Nick look like they do to each other. Right. Yeah, they actually he, look... He tries to, like, basically be like, honey, I'm back. And right. And, of course, then, the system does not allow for that. Yeah. And a bunch of policemen start accosting who they believe to be a crazy old Chinese guy. An old Chinese guy? Really? <laughs> so the wonderful character actor... I'm assuming he's Chinese. I'm, no, I say it. So you're, you're, oh, you're okay. not wrong. Yeah, so James, I'm, not, I'm not as racist. As so James Hong is the actor, mm -hmm. American-born uh, actor, He's, who I believe I've seen in other things. He, you've seen oh, him in a million things. He looks really familiar. Yeah, I he, hear he's Hong like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so did that cross I, the line? No, 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 I would say no. All right. So you know, James Hong has one of those careers. When you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen that guy in a million things. And when somebody says, what have you seen him in? You're like, uh, I don't know. I would argue his his most notable role. Oh, what I was gonna say, he's like Lopan from. He is David Lopan yeah, from David Big Trouble. Lopan. Oh, he is yeah. from Big Trouble, oh, in Little China. Okay, China, so that's what I with my from. hair hero Kurt Russell. God, the best hair, and you know what? I'll say it now. Yeah, I think Jeff Bridges has the second best hair I, in Hollywood. Yes, I'm that, okay with that. When he takes that hat off, I'm like, wow, what the he's fuck? He's a goddamn handsome man. And he's in Blade Runner as the guy. I just do eyes. That to may our, have been racist. To <laughs> our more, well, that's true. All right. Probably I just more modern, do eyes. more modern work. Probably best I just known to do eyes. As <laughs> can you do a French accent? No, Mister Trompe. Mister Trompe. Nice callback. Uh, probably best known lately as the father of Poe in Kung Fu Panda. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yes. right. So 
Um, but again, you don't see him. There, I was going to say voice. that, but I'm like, no, that can't be him. No, but it's him. Yeah, that's him. But, Not uh, to be confused with Poe Dameron from... Star Wars. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Who is not a Chinese old man? I like to man. think of him. Poe Jameron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Said, I, I just kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, yes. He goes to raves. Yes. Yeah. He does. <laughs> so Nick is this old Chinese man, while Roy, <laughs> right? First, you know, again, great running joke. I mean, this is a funny movie. There's there's a lot of humor in this movie. I'll agree with half of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So funny joke. So Roy uh, is appears as this hot blonde who's a supermodel, Marissa Miller. She's got some minor performance credits, but she's a supermodel, and appropriately so. I actually thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was oh, hilarious. It's funny, but I don't think this is a funny movie. So the half that you agreed with was this is a movie. <laughs> no, that this it was a, is a movie. No, that it was a funny running joke in the movie. Uh, uh, it is However, your birthday. The movie is not funny. Got it. I think uh, oh, I would have liked to have seen some complete scenes with, with, the two with of them. them. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You, you so know, I think probably the studio told them to cut. You know, with superhero movies, though, that's the scene where the guy from Big Trouble in Little China made out with the supermodel, and then it cut to Jeff Bridges no. hanging out with Ryan Reynolds. Said no one ever. No one was waiting for that Not scene. Really? No. <laughs> so it was but just now that you mentioned just you. it, that's, no. right. that's right. Don't make Go it weird. Go on. Don't make it weird. <laughs> Describe it slower, Danny. Easy, guys. So that's the problem, though, with superhero movies, right? Like, you'll do Iron Man with the CGI character, but then you don't get to see Robert Downey Jr. acting. So... You've got Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. Are you going to cut to Marissa Miller and James Hong? I just Apparently wanted to see no. like one scene yeah. where they got to do the whole where thing. Where it wasn't just the guys at the cemetery ogling Marissa Miller. You, you know, actually, Jeff Bridges delivered some hilarious lines where we saw him. <clears throat> yeah. So in a few minutes, you know, they follow Hayes tracking this gold into this terminal and Guy comes up to Hayes. He sees the supermodel. You know, he's got a card. I make music videos. And Roy delivers a wonderfully empowering female uh, retort. Yes. I'm not a piece of meat put on this earth for your gratification. I'm a woman. Respect me or I will castrate you like a three-year-old steer. All the more funnier because it's Jeff Bridges in his Rooster Cogborn. And he, and, he, yeah. and he ends it with, I'm a lady. lady. And he throws the card in the guy's face. Yeah. It's hilarious. Which is pretty great. Jeff Bridges has it's some delightful. good uh, physical comedy bits that he, he does throughout the movie. He's wonderful. The way he puts his hat on at the end, I was like, oh, damn. I wonder how many takes that took. It's well, great. considering it was probably his hat, it's probably, probably. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Four. Right? Four. Four. That's right. Four. Four. <laughs> Four take. But yeah, Four. no, I would have liked to have seen, like that, that bit was funny. I would have liked to have seen a purely exposition part where they're like you know talking about what's going on in you know and not pretending to be somebody else but it's those characters with a person who perhaps they don't notice is there like maybe like a janitor yeah. it's just like the hell you know like so like having that like model actress like, talking in this old west you know about, and bring up the coyotes like you know skull oh fucking my god yes, <laughs> That's right. That's yes. Right. Now, Dave, is this just a particular fantasy? <laughs> Tell me talk. about the skull fucking slower, Danny. <laughs> oh, oh, I felt dirty. I felt dirty there. Those coyotes uh, really pounded him? The, yeah. No. Oh. You don't send the coyotes to right. pound. 
So now they go on the first case, right? So they're tracking down their first Deto. Stanley Nowicki. Most notably for me from Heroes. Oh, was he in Heroes? He was the tattoo artist. Like the carnival season. What season? Maybe that was after I stopped. I think four. Four, oh, I think I, I stopped. Yeah. Post one. Oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear. Funny bit, right? So they sit down. So so Nick's getting ready to, to, to do the knock and announce at the door. Uh, Roy stops him. Senior officer gets to knock, Rook. I've got 15 years in the force. Knock off the rookie bullshit. You've done this before. You know what's waiting for you behind the door. You can take your 15 years. You can flush it down the toilet. Because this ain't that. I knock. You do the cards. They go in. They broach Mr. Nowicki in his home. They sit down. Now, Nick is reading these ridiculous questions off these cards. It's late on Ash Wednesday. An Asian teenager in a slammed-out Acura offers you a plate of chicken vindaloo. Do you accept? While Roy is uh, very possibly eating this Indian takeout food. Indian food. In the most disgusting way that I've ever seen anyone eat on screen. Which is clearly the intent. Uh, excuse me. Have Point you of order. seen Return of the King? That's just eating. Dean Thor eating those yeah, goddamn tomatoes and shit. It. It's still not as gross as this. That was pretty like, gross. I disagree. <laughs> It was in his beard, oh. and like hang- at one point he had something like hanging. It was- he had a noodle just hanging out of his mouth while he was talking. Now I feel like I missed something. That never something. happens to you when oh, you're no. eating takeout? So like, my question is, does he explain, is all food disgusting no. to potatoes? No, just Indian food, be- and he and thinks it's-, it's because of the cumin. We know that it's because of the cumin, because later, later on we see two transformations that occur only because of cumin. But why did they... I mean, I'm sure this was explored in this, the director's cut, no, or in the comic. <clears throat> I feel both. like they really need the cumin to turn into like when he like snorted a bunch, you know. And by him, I mean Kevin Bacon. Like when right. he snorts a bunch of them, like, well, can't he just turn into no. his monster form so, normally? So, no. So here, wait. Do you want? Me, wait. <laughs> no. Do you want, okay. So here's my head cannon. They don't ah. have conscious control over this. The cumin forces this kind of almost like allergic reaction, and I feel like the cumin is a nod to the traditional folklore of garlic. But like instead of garlic, it's something else. So they it's a spice. randomly picked another spice, and it's that's what it's just it's cumin in, instead it, of garlic. Despite the misdirection of the questions, it's not the questions on the card that forces transformation. It's really the exposure to the Indian food, the cumin. I think it is the questions on top of it because later when they're trying to get Kevin Bacon to change, Jeff Bridges pulls them out and starts saying them, and he says, no, skip the questions. But when we see the middle guy, the one that they track down, who's actually now we sync up to the... Fat Elvis. Fat Elvis. There, there's no questions. And in fact, he just grabs and he's like, ah, I'm tired of hiding. And he just snorts the cumin. Or is this just a thread? The that- questions, I, it's, it, is it like a nod and a misdirection to the Blade Runner empathy questions? Oh. I think there was maybe a little bit of inspiration from the... Voight Kampf test. Nice, Danny. Wait a Thank minute. You. Inspiration Fucking... or flat out stealing? Nothing is inspiring in this movie. <laughs> I, would, I would say inspiration. It's not flat out stolen. They didn't ask, like, what's the difference between a turtle and a tortoise? <laughs> That's right. Um, it's on its back. Do you but there, it there were some Voight Kampf <laughs> vibes. Okay. All right. So they've I seen see Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah. But all the questions were basically like, 
somebody of this religion is celebrating this holiday and is eating this. The teenager is Armenian. The day is Rosh Hashanah. The dish is sag paneer. There was a car, like right. it was a souped-up Acura. Like no, 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 it was a lime green Scion. The car is a lime green Scion. The season is the solstice. The dish is chicken, tikka, masala. Because well I'm like, played. oh, Scion, there's oh. a dead car company. That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm sorry, a dead O car company. No. Oh, hey, don't put cumin on your scion. All right, so <laughs> no, no, wiki transforms, and we've seen them in the RIPD office, but this is the first time we see a transformation. Yeah, and it's it's intentionally horrific. And they explain, oh, he must have given a lot of secrets when he was alive because his jaw drops way down. Right, right, right. Yeah, like snitch. Jeff Bridges says he was a snitch. There's yeah, this yeah, very, yeah. like, Dante's Inferno. Why did he get the extra hand, though? If he was a snitch, what the I hell does the hand have to do too. with anything? Like, he has, like, double hands. Yeah. I, Maybe for more handouts. Ooh. Oh. Nice. You know what? I'm going to take We'll it. take that. Uh, we'll we'll go with it. It's almost we'll like it. my work here is done. That's right. <laughs> mic drop. I, yeah, that's right. Oh, the mic. It's there. almost like you are a writer. Mm, almost. almost. Dave, uh, this will be a good point to plug your book series. Yeah, you know, I think it is. Yeah, Dave, tell us a little bit about your books. <clears throat> if you're interested, I've written a, at this point, three books available book series called The Bernard Cycle. Um, how much do you want to know about this? Go yeah, ahead. yeah, please. Uh, give us the elevator pitch. Should I give you the elevator pitch or the con pitch? Give the con pitch. Oh, con it's a good pitch. pitch. Yeah, it's a good yeah, pitch. Yeah, go yeah. Okay, so I always start out, uh, and I've gotten better at this as it's going on, by asking people, or not asking them, just saying, when someone asks me, what's this about, I basically say, imagine if Suicide Squad took place in the Game of Thrones universe. And Shit. depending yep. on it's good, it's good. What their reaction is, like if they laugh or smile or like, oh, cool. Then I launch into the rest of it, which is it's the story of like you know a very charming, cunning cat burglar, uh -huh. master of disguise, who due to essentially being distracted by the sexy, like <laughs> bungles a job as you do, gets captured. The government essentially says. Well, we could execute you, or you could go to the most dangerous place in the world and get an ungettable object and bring it back to us. And oh, by the way, your companions on this adventure will be a bunch of mercenaries, psychos, hired killers, pirates. They might kill you on the way. Well, good luck. And if you fail, we will disavow all knowledge that you did this. Oh, shit. So yeah. that we don't accidentally start a war with another country. So I have joined... With Gildan? With Gilder. <laughs> yes. Gilder. Gilder. Shit. That's the right. country across the sea. So I am a big fan of Dave's writing. Dave was kind enough a few months ago to share with me a snippet of book four. Ooh. Which I feel like I, I really only got because I guilted him. <laughs> so there is a... Basically, every single person that we interacted with at the Syracuse <laughs> convention... Uh, that I, like Where the conversation I, went on for long I enough. did that in Connecticut, too. Yeah. In Hartford. <laughs> But the, the book had not been written. That book had not oh, been written. Oh, right, that that's right. That's right. That's right. Nice. I, but there is a point that happens in the plot. Todd. That I will not spoil, but I will tell you that when I reached that point in the writing, I was viscerally angry at Dave. Not the, the story I was reading. My friend David that I know personally, <laughs> I was angry at him when that happened. Dave, where can people find these books? 
They're available through Barnes and Noble, okay. Amazon.com, and pretty much any major book retailer. Like I found it like uh, I was in Massachusetts and there's a place called uh, Books a Million. Books a it's million? also in yeah. Connecticut. Yep. Dave, who's your press? <clears throat> Calliope Press. Uh-huh. Um the only thing is you can't walk, at least as far as I know, like I've never walked into a store and seen a copy, but I think the you don't have the the physical distribution like James Patterson. Yeah, like but gotcha. you but your books are available in print or as ebooks. Yeah, and with not a whole lot of digging, they're accessible in a lot of places. Uh, so I will tell you, uh, big geek, been reading fantasy novels since I can remember, and I will tell you, I love this series so much. Move it along, guys. Thanks, Bob. All okay, right. so Mister No Wiki. <laughs> Fuck, are we still on that? We're still on that. Okay, so ahead. so he transforms. Wait, is ah. this the guy? No, that's Fat Elvis. <laughs> oh, fuck, we're not there yet. Okay. Can so, we say we're there yet? No. <laughs> we just... we'll, we'll move fast. Nowicki runs. As he runs, he grabs a milk carton and starts swallowing these pieces of gold. So mm. there's, a, there's a chase. I mean, it's funny. Nick has cuffed him. He's like, you want my arm? He pulls his arm out, literally beats Nick with his arm. He says, have you ever seen 127 hours? <laughs> Spoiler, he doesn't say that. So mm. there's a whole chase. So um, Nick, now, I, I think Nick... Did you get the sense that he recognized like the artifact, you know, the, the the carvings on the gold or something? He's really cued into this gold when Roy is like, it's nothing, doesn't mean anything. He keeps talking, he's, and keeps talking. He's so yeah. cued into it that he actually so Roy says, you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, you know, he's like, these dedos get obsessed about everything. Ninety-nine percent of these things are just fundraising items for various religions. Just crap. And Nick, what about the one percent? He says, well, that's why we lock them up in here. Throw it into impound, right? So they got like an evidence locker where they take all the shit they recover from the dettos, throw it in there. But Nick does not turn in the gold. He hangs on to one of these chunks and then kind of forces Roy. He's like, look, every good cop I ever know has informants. I know you got an informant. Let's go see him. So they do. There's a Detto that Roy allows to exist, who is a huge Boston Red Sox fan, who they find at Fenway, and now they're going to lean on him to get Played by the great Michael Malley. And Michael Malley is playing a game, and what's with um, Jeff Bridges trying on (laughs) random hats? Is there not, like, a haberdashery they could stop at? Isn't a haberdashery a thing you keep cigars in? That's a humidor. That's a humidor. No, a haberdashery, because, like... Any, Get out. Any yeah. random place they're at, he's like, oh, here's some hats. I'm like, just go to a haberdashery. Just get a new hat because he's lost his hat. He's very upset about it. Can't even talk about that now. Do you it's a running have gag. like a go-to haberdashery that you go to in you, emergency you don't have. Dave you does. don't have a go-to you haberdashery? You don't know about the haberdashery? Oh, boy. I know a guy. Actually, it's a girl. And by a girl, I mean a woman. And by a woman, I mean a lady. (laughs) And by lady, I mean I have a restraining order against So 500 feet. That's right. 500 feet. That's right. Oh, you got down to 500? Good job, buddy. Yay. (laughs) Closer every day. Funny bit between Nick and Elliot, who is Roy's snitch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically, you know, look, this this means nothing. They leave, but again, Nick has left the gold with Elliot. And as they are sitting in the car outside Fenway, they see Elliot rushing out, clearly with moving with a purpose. And mm-hmm. Nick's kind of like, yeah, see, that's what happens. All right, I'm going to treat you to a little modern law enforcement. This is called giving the dog a bone. And they follow him. And who does Elliot meet up with? 
Okay, that's weird, because that looks exactly like your ex-partner, the one who shot you dead. Hayes. So now we have this link between the Dedo Elliot, Roy's informant. Is this one of those six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Listen, (laughs) listen, look at what this movie unlocks. Like you get like now you get access to a shit ton of people, right? Like you do. So they follow him to Nick's house. And I felt like this scene with Kevin Bacon. Oh, your husband was a corrupt, terrible person. So And Jeff Bridges immediately jumps to like, oh, so Kevin Bacon's fucking your wife. And the trifecta. Sleeping with your wife. Because this is your house, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's horrible. But also, like, how dumb is his wife? Like, he's like, yeah, I thought the goal would be here. I was hoping I was wrong. Why? Why would, did you think the gold would be underneath this tree? She yeah. questions nothing. She's like, that son of a bitch. Not she's like French. Well, look, it's, she's it's, French. Not, it's, it's not like he recovered like easily. some rocks. He's like, oh, these rocks are valuable. It's literally like obvious gold wrapped yeah. in cloth under this tree that he literally just planted like three or four days ago, right? Yes. You're not wrong. How the fuck did you know about this? Like, L- Look, they don't spend a whole lot of time... You know, Hayes is not the world's yeah. greatest detective, right? Totally. Like, it, they don't spend a lot of time on how he gets to it, but you know, he, they do set time, you know, like setting up, like, eh, you know, but, but I doubts. do agree that like Ryan Reynolds' wife is like immediately the- like, I knew my husband was was crooked. Just he stole this. Oh God, I feel sick. Get it away from me. I don't want to see it. I don't even know who he was. Clearly, the sad part for Nick is he sees his wife now is re rethinking her vision of her husband, right? It's like, yep. I didn't even know him. That guy who only built her a cardboard house. And Jeff Bridges right. the whole time is going like, dude, let her go. You're dead. She's alive. I, I wonder got if that'll play in. Coyote. That's, again, running joke. Easy, guys. Roy is Spoilers. fucking hilarious. So, you know, right before they go in, so when Hayes first gets to Nick's house, and he's like, oh, it's the it's the worst betrayal. It's so... It's a pant. What do you say? Just a pants down spiking in the supermarket. <laughs> Which is a great line. Which is a great line. He's he's funny. They follow Hayes out, right? So now Hayes has the gold that Nick had been in possession of. They follow Hayes out. He goes to this terminal where he meets up with Fat, the guy who we're who we're, we are going to call Fat Elvis later. He's Fat Josh Gad. He is. That's one way you could describe him. Would you like to know another way you might describe him? Fat Josh Gad. So that character's name is, uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> what an interesting name for this character. Stand by one. Hold on. Okay. So this Dedo has a name. It doesn't matter. But we're going to see him later. He's kind of becomes like uh, Hayes' lieutenant marshalling mm-hmm. the Dedos. Played by a actor by the name of Devin Rattray. Would you like to know what that actor is most notably known for? What? There's a little movie called Home Alone. Mm-hmm. He's Buzz. Oh, he's Buzz. Uh, he's, he's the older brother. He's the older brother with the, who with torments. The, with the Playboys. Yes. Oh, okay. Damn it. Oh, you knew that. Son of a. This Look is the useless did. shit that's, that's up here. Right. I laughed when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. Of course that's him. Of course that's him. That's Buzz. what Buzz looks like when he grows up. A yeah. dedo. He looks like I a mean, dedo. Did you look at his headshot? <laughs> it's, it, it, of course that's what his headshot looks like. Of course that's like. what it looks like. Yeah. So, um. This now advances us to where the movie starts. So Nick and Roy uh, follow the case, which Hayes has just handed off to this Dedo. 
They take the Deto into custody. They bring him into the, a locker. So I thought they were in a terminal. I don't know how he got into a food preparation aerial, area, but they're in a, a refrigerated storage with hanging sides of beef. <clears throat> and, you know, they're doing, they're, they're doing at, at this point, bad cop, bad cop. Yeah. And he's like, basically, you know what? Fuck it. I've had enough of hiding. He grabs the cumin from, from Nick, inhales it, and transforms. Snorts yeah. the shit out of it. Which then results in this wild... You know, it's it's the car chase without a car yeah. of this movie, and it's the it's where the movie opens up, which is Fat Blob, you know, running up and down buildings and stuff. Right, Dave, you look like you have a thought on this. The main thing was is that I did not realize that he was snorting cumin. I actually thought he just took a huge snort of cocaine. <laughs> like I did not notice that cumin was involved at all. So yeah. I just thought, like, oh, maybe just anything. Set that's sure. only in the alternate version where the Dedo is played by Rick James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> so did you guys not like the effects in that chase? Because I thought I thought that was a wonderful sequence. Some a lot of, of fun. Good. So they run in multiple planes, right? It's not they're not it's X and very y. It's opening X, y, of Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are bits of it but that I thought were really much cool. worse. <laughs> um, like I thought, like that moment I mentioned earlier, where Ryan Reynolds kind of like, there's that like uh, truck or whatever hurtling towards him, and he yep. drops to the ground, and it goes over him, and then he like goes like and gets back up. That looks super comic booky. Yep, yep. That was visually really effective. Yeah. I thought. And there's a couple other moments like that where you're like, oh, that's cool. Roy grabs a, uh, at one point he grabs a, a bat grapple and yeah. puts it over the muzzle yeah, the of his revolver. The gun, yeah. Right, shoots uh, de- Fat Elvis in the ass, and now he's, you know, like. And did he to- really need to turn around and go, Yes. We also, yes, yes, he did. in yes, this he movie, did. he did. He did. Yeah. Both Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds seem to have like harpoon attachments for their guns. And it was one of those things that came out of nowhere. Like, so first of all, the guns look like the revolver that he- Hellboy has, right? It's like that, like mm-hmm. oversized revolver chamber, which I was fine with. And they've they've got like these glowing. They've got the bullets from Underworld. Uh, the, the bullets from Underworld. Um, so the gun with, from Hellboy mixed with the bullets from Underworld. With with all of a sudden the grapple from Batman, like literally yeah. when Roy pulled that out, I was, I was like, I, there was no like. There was no like Q sequence where the in RIPD where they go into like the logistics office and he gives them all the gadgets. Again, Which something would that have could have been, been cut. Right. Maybe, maybe yeah. The maybe best we scene... found out that like their coats like were like a negative space yeah, that they yeah. pull like gadgets in out of like any a movie like this yeah. from like Mission Impossible to James Bond to Men in Black to Alias with fucking uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. The best shit is the quartermaster scene. Sure, sure. And they didn't have one. So, I mean, I would have liked to have seen like what other... So, I just watched Constantine the other night. That was on. So, I stopped because I love that movie. I love that movie. With Keanu Reeves. With Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but like that's like the mystical ah! quartermaster scene. Yeah. Oh, my God. The box of cricket shit or whatever that is. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, the Constantine that they now have is much better. The one on that was on TV that got well. He's now on in the Arrowverse. <laughs> what is it? The same really same it's actor? Matt Ryan. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, he deserved a better show. All right. So they've got this chase. 
we have different opinions on it. Um, but but at the one end of us of the is right. One of us is wrong. That's right. You can. One of us oh. always tells the truth. That's one right. Of us always always. One of us. That's right. So at the end of this, the Deto gets away. Now they're called back to RIPD. Proctor's reading them the riot act. You know, not only did he get away, but he made a spectacle, and then she shows a news flash. This is clearly not human. So they steal so much from Men in Black in this movie. Why yeah. didn't they give them neuralizers? Because it's not Men in Black. It's Look, close enough. Why we, can't the universe though, like mask the dead, the deados? Uh, you felt dirty saying that. Yeah. Didn't you? Well, so that's an interesting valid question. question. Valid question, oh, but Proctor valid. does point out because actually Nick says, "Well, what do you mean?" When she explains that sometimes souls, dead souls, don't cross over; they stay in the land of living. He's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And she says, "150,000 people die every day. The system wasn't designed to handle that kind of volume." I'll take that. So That's, you you feel like it worked at one point? It worked at one point. It was yeah, absolutely. It hit them. Yeah, right. it was it was fine. Like there, it was. Not so, to mention the fact that we haven't really talked about how are they even escaping in the first place. They're just choosing that's, not to go to towards the light. So that's wouldn't the most people do that, unless you're absolutely one hundred percent sure. Well, well, well. I think that's a, I think that's why we see the Dettos. I think they're so committed because they are fighting against going to hell. So to your they point, know if you're going, Day if you if you're hell. feeling good about that trip to judgment, that, I think where do I stand in the choir? I mean, Give me my I'm halo. Being a bit cynical here, but like. If I knew I was going to any kind of judgment, I'd be like, "Well, geez, I don't know what the rules were. Like, I, you know, what you could have, yeah, you could have. What if I accidentally did something that, like, you know, the supreme being or like, like everything was fine, but that the one supreme, ant you stepped you just on wa- in third grade? Did you just watch Time help? Bandits? Well, what Dave? If, yeah, right? like, what if it was like, you know, like, Is oh, you Satan? played Hero oh, no. Quest when you were in like fifth grade? All right, fuck you, you're going to hell. Like, I'd just be like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what the rules were. Well, listen, clearly, there's enough people who are confident enough that they don't want to face judgment. That they are. I'm just saying, you know, if I'm dying and there's like some sort of system in place, I'm coming back and I'm haunting this podcast. Yeah. Okay, oh, good fuck. To Damn it. So we don't have sponsors, but we have ghosts. You can call me your boo or your terrifying haunting. So after Proctor chews their asses, which is not enjoyable for anyone, we get the last bit of exposition in the movie, which Thank is God. this artifact. Or these 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 portions of the staff of Jericho. Now this MacGuffin is a portion of other MacGuffins. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So this artifact, if assembled and powered, yeah. will reverse the flow. So rather than the dead reverse- hard ass flow. That's <laughs> thank you, Dave. So, Hashtag hard ass flow. So rather than the dead moving from the earth to judgment, right? It's gonna reverse it's gonna reverse the streams and send them back to Earth. She's gone from suck to blow. Now Roy <laughs> asks the perfectly logical question. Why why would someone make something like that? Come on! Like, He's not wrong. Jericho guy was a dick. It's an <laughs> odd bit of like meta observation yeah. on the genre. Like, well, why would the supreme power allow that to exist? No, I think mean, we shouldn't have to do this. It makes no logical sense. Why is it here? They've been reassigned. They've got 24 hours before they get evaluated. It clearly implied that they could end up being erased. Not good. Nick tries to reconnect with Julia. Does at least one of them is a cowboy. <laughs> That's true. We never see him on a horse, though. Is he like Roy Moore? He can't ride a horse. <laughs> you can ride a 14-year-old, though? Okay. <laughs> mar- 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That is 100% staying in. Fucking better stay in. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Well played. Well played, Todd. Listen, I'm okay if Roy Moore does not want to be a guest on the podcast. I'm okay. (laughs) So we get the, now we get what I would say is the button on the long running joke of what's happened to Roy's remains is. No, this is where we find out. This is where we find out that after the coyotes dragged his bones to the cave. One of them coyotes, he made love to my skull. You know, the fact that they, the fact that it plays out over the course of an hour, to me, just makes the joke that much funnier. It really does. That's the best joke in the movie. Also, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. You know what that practice is commonly called? And Nick says, "I do, and I certainly hope he got both eyes, Roy." So Nick and Roy confront Hayes. Right? They broach him at his house. They start unraveling the pieces. Casey, you mentioned that he says, "Let's skip the questions." Okay. So we know Hayes is at the center of all this, and we learn that not only is he at the center of all this, he's a dedo, and as he removes the St. Christopher medal that he's been wearing, right. the extent Check to which... St. Christopher medal. Yes. That's right. The extent... Which Ryan Reynolds had made fun of him for prior. I right. right, right. They did a nice job. You know, where you needed to foreshadow stuff, they did a nice job of that. Like, they... No, okay, no. No, they didn't. No, it was no, not settled no, There was, was like a moment had a, early in the movie I mean, it's a 96-minute movie. Like, but you no, see no. something on the news in a movie, and it's like, I always wanted to just have nothing to do with what's going on, but it always does. That's but right. essentially, Ryan Reynolds was wearing bulletproof vest. Kevin Bacon has this little uh, He's not wearing, wristband no. thing. That's right. And Ryan Reynolds is like, That's a protection. Well, this stops bullets. Here stops you from getting dates. Wah, right. wah. And you know that, like, Because religious people never date. That's <laughs> oh. well, well, I'm being circumcised. What about right? Well, <laughs> being, listen, being... I'll have you know that Roy Moore so had a very active oh, social life. life. God damn it! Fuck but, you, Roy Moore. Yeah, listen, 45 was the target no, in uh, episode eight, so clearly he sure Roy was. He was. You took some shots there. Yeah. We what? Good old we, sassy. They were good. Oh yeah. Oh yes. You're right. You're right. Uh, we so clearly he's the linchpin here. So blah blah blah. Can we wait, now, can oddly, we just talk about how shitty the effect looked when the whole house? I liked out? that oh, effect. Oh, it was so, so shitty. Yep. So basically, because yeah. he was living there, the house fell apart. Yeah. It's well, because not... when where I'm sorry, where Dedos live, it <laughs> rips apart where they are. Remember when they go to the hotel? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Where are those flowers lights. are dead yeah. because of the Dedo." The, the flowers were dead because of the dettos. Dettos, sh- part of the balanced breakfast. <laughs> What's that movie we watched that had Jennifer Connelly in it? Oh, you piqued my interest. Very recently. Uh, Dark City. Requiem for a Dream? Have you guys seen Dark City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dark City has a better house torn asunder. Dark City okay. has Richard O'Brien, who writer of the Rocky Horror show. Also true. Yeah. Oh, Riff Raff. Riff Raff, yeah. Uh, he's oh, a main, no he's shit. A main what? sleep. It's Guys. got the original uh, Frank Underwood or Frank Urquhart from the British House of Cards as like the head of the aliens. It does. There's a. There... It's not. It's not Kevin Spacey. It's what is Kevin the Spacey. three point five? Is what he being replaced by Christopher Plummer? <laughs> He's being <laughs> replaced by Roy Moore. Oh no! no, no, oh. no. That's, oh no! Wait, oh, we went the wrong, wrong way. direction. Wrong way. Back up. <laughs> so Roy and Nick take Hayes into custody. They bring him back to RIPD. He's going to the lockup. He seems very nonchalant. They take all of his possessions, which includes not just the gold that he had, but also this odd half of a silver sphere. It's the orb from uh, Gal- Guardians Gar- of the Galaxy. Yeah, or it's like Chekhov's silver spear. Or from what did I say? I don't remember. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. <laughs> what is your pleasure? 
That's right. So uh, now clearly Hayes' plan was to get all the stuff in one place because... Oh, is that the sound of hydration happening? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's as cold as the Rockies. Oh, they're blue. Oh, wait. Give us that picked up. Light. Ooh, that was picked cold. up perfectly. It that was, was perfect. Very beautiful. So Hayes's plan comes to fruition. He's okay with being taken into custody because, as he expected, Roy and Nick take all of his shit, throw it into the, their evidence locker, and that puts half, his half of the silver spear with a half that some one of his compadres had previously had that was there. They assemble, and it creates this kind of pulse. Bomb. And, and can we stop doing yes. this in movies where the villain is like, this is my master plan to be caught. The Joker uh, uh, from Skyfall. What's the villain from Skyfall? Javier, Javier Bardem. Bardem. There's so many. The like, villain's a- name is Anton Scherzer. Javier Bardem. And, and then like the fact is like, the I guess I need to be caught. And like the craziest fucking series of events have to happen to make For it work. That t- like uh, Rooster has to put... The orb in the same bin that the other orb is in. It wasn't the same bin. I thought it was no, just close. It went right it? into the same bin. It's was the same bin. Because she, oh, she's like, shit. oh, we it just clearly says it, Afghanistan. It clearly says on the Afghanistan. Bin. But she's yeah. like, oh, we just checked one of these in just a second ago. Let me throw it in there with there. Clearly, they look the same. They can't be bad being next to each other. The character's name is not Rooster, is it? No, I know. No, I it's couldn't Roy. remember it, so I no. just said Rooster. Yeah. Because if so, it's that Roy. would have been a missed opportunity to use a great Allison Chain song. No, it's it's not Rooster. It's I was going to say, I just keep picturing like Rooster from Annie. So I'm just like, did Jeff Bridges play Rooster? Easy Street. That's horrible. That's horrible. Fuck you. So learn some fucking listen, musicals. Listen. The less is more miserable. It, it is Roy, not Rooster. But you know, <laughs> we only learn like we learn like halfway through the movie. It, Roy is short for Roy Cephas Pulsifer. Like what? Yeah, that no, you don't remember that? Yeah, no. Roy he C- says that Roy Cephas was considered like cool. At the That's time. right. And Pulsifer was his last name. Are they fucking with us right The now? Dark Lord Pulsifer. That's right. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Careful, fellas. So the bomb goes off in the RIPD office. Now, this is a bomb that is designed to incapacitate the RIPD staff while not hurting the Dedos. So they run rampant as Roy and Nick struggle <laughs> to bring their weapons to bear. Long story short, is Dedos is legal? Barely. <laughs> Uh, the right to bear arms. We now no. we now see Boston and Dettos from all it's over. It's clearly Boston. It's clearly Boston. It says it right there. Matt Damon's Kick there. Murphy's is playing. That's right. Matt Damon's there going, are you a cop? <laughs> are you a cop? <laughs> so the Dettos are assembling the staff of Jericho. Now, Hayes is at the center of this. He's got his minions. They go to collect Julia. <laughs> Wait. Yes. No, they're not. They're making a big fucking circle on the roof. There's That's, no staff. Yeah, no, you they, can tell, though, because Chris Jericho is standing in the middle oh, of the staff. Oh, hey, Motherfucker. No, so that's part of it. Back when <laughs> Proctor explained, when upstairs figured out what was going on, she uh-huh. had this long, like, the computer printout. Right, Remember there was, like, the tower the line feed? with the X that was the circle on the ground. Right. There's no staff. The, the staff is the X. Or oh. the X, and then it gets built up. No, no, because Listen, no. Remember when? Remember when Roy it, is why, there's like an obelisk. Why Jericho? Did I miss this when I peed earlier? Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. That was right when you. But went. like, what was they the don't connection? explain it. Other than I would point out that biblically Jericho is no, most notable for the falling s- apart when trumpets blow. Yes. Yeah. So I would argue that the purpose of the staff is to break the barrier between yeah, the li- the 
Afterworld and we now advance right to now we now I'll say this it's a 96 minute movie despite the length of time we've been talking about it they move very quickly through this to what is uh, is a pretty straightforward final battle right so it's, it's pretty generic yeah it is yeah um you know it's a little bit badass Nick and Roy so they're shooting every Ditto they hit like turns into you know wisps of smoke I like that part yeah yeah and it's then, pretty cool. They very quickly. Why does it only kill them if you hit them in the head? Did I know that's the that? rule. I <laughs> don't recall that being. Maybe that was just where the shot. Are no, they so no. good? Roy specifically oh, did he says say? shoot him in the head because he does shoot huh. the big fat Elvis guy. Oh, in, and it doesn't. Oh. in the butt. Oh, oh that's right. Butt. Oh, good point. Oh, I don't know. You and know it what? It's a point. I wonder like, if it's my butt. I wonder if that's explained <laughs> in the comics. And it just doesn't make it to the movies. Was she a great big fat person? We have multiple <laughs> Buffalo Bills in this episode. A girl trapped in a well in my basement. Sounds crazy, no? <laughs> it's I'm not doing the whole thing. Okay. All right. oh. So Roy's job is to destroy the staff, right? Right. Close the portal. Uh-huh. Nick's job is to stop Hayes and save Julia, who Hayes has now stabbed for the blood and the blood sacrifice that they need to power the thing. There wasn't really any... Did we even see blood? Uh, yeah, it was trickling out of yeah. her. It, and that was a pretty like, cool effect. It was like being almost like drawn, like attracted to the... And it was I making like this, the red matter like from Star Trek. Yeah. It was like a very small amount. It was just, but yeah. you couldn't see it. So it's not from very what gory. I understand of how secretive the MPA is with their rules, you can see blood, but as long as it's not coming out of the person... As long as it's just like a pool on the ground, they're fine with the PG-13. So Roy succeeds. He pulls a truck down onto the staff, shattering it. Now the dead had been coming back to Earth. It, all of a sudden, the tower reverses. They start going back now, up. Now, imagine yep. being that group of dead. They're like, oh, I'm going to judgment. Oh, I get to go back to Earth. Fuck, I'm going back to judgment. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the biggest. Uh, that's a you know zero out of ten would not repeat. Yeah. So yeah. disappointing. Not a great situation no. for them. Yelp, the Yelp review for the staff of Jericho, not good. Not good Not good. They so then we have. better get like a coupon for a free frozen yogurt. Next time on the next visit. Not, not good. Not valid on the current visit. Yeah. Felt on the next visit. We're talking about reincarnation now? Yeah, well, oh, listen, boy. it could be. Do bad. I get to come back as um, a cow in India? No. So then we have Nick, the nice yeah, scene Nick in the kills, movie. Yeah, so Nick, Nick of course, yeah. kills Hayes, as you expect. But then after that, the scene between Nick and his wife. That's it's sweet. That's, that's a nice... Listen, we talked about it in Paperman. Ryan Reynolds is a good actor. He is. Yeah. He and sells it's a sweet moment really because nicely. time has frozen. So clearly, yeah. as we saw in the beginning... Julia is dying, and that's what triggers this slowdown in time. Absolutely. Yeah. And this very touching moment, which ends as Julia wakes up in a hospital bed. So right. Proctor was like, look, you did us one solid. We pulled in a favor. She's okay. And I love that Proctor's a great big black man. <laughs> is a, she is a large black man. Yes. Why'd it have to be black? Yeah. What, listen, that's just the way it is. So, uh, you know, at the end of things, it all worked out well. Yeah. Nick gets a warning because he's a newbie. Roy should know better, so he gets 53 more years tacked on. But the the running the running romantic tension between Roy and Proctor, which has been which is running throughout the whole movie, now plays out as basically they acknowledge their feelings for each other. And in the oddest moment of the movie, Proctor leans forward and bites Roy's chin hair. And he goes, she Billy goaded me. Not just bites, like, chews on it for it's, a moment. Something we used to do. 
very upsetting. It's something. Uh, but Roy is a sweet guy. He knows how much Nick hates his persona, so he got him a new ID on Earth. They get into the car, and of course... Oh, you gotta be shitting me. Nick is now like a 14-year-old Girl redheaded Scout. Girl Scout. Not just with braces, but with the headgear. <laughs> Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's well, like slow clap. Yeah. Well played, Roy. Indeed. And he's Indeed. like, I did what I could. Inventory is what it is. And right. movie. Pick it up. All right. So that was only ninety six minutes. Todd. The movie, Pretty not good. our commentary. So deados. 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 All right. So right. I got some questions, folks. Yes. Todd, <laughs> who yes. was your MVP? My MVP is. I, you know, I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds. I think, you know, he's responsible for much of the best stuff in the movie. Not Ryan sure. Reynolds. Dave? Uh, from the standpoint of a movie, yeah. it's even though I could barely understand what he was saying most of the time, it's got to be Jeff Bridges. Okay. Okay. Because if he yeah. wasn't in it, like I'm like, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds obviously <laughs> is doing a good job. But like if it wasn't for him being paired up with just some eccentric character actor, mm-hmm. like I'd just be like, well, why the hell are you watching this? Say sure. Zach Galifianakis. Say, say anyone. Anyway. Okay. Danny. This is going to be undermined by my forgetting her name. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Oh, no. But I'm going to say Weeds Lady. Mary, Mary Louise, Louise Parker. Mary yeah, Louise Mary Parker. Louise Parker. Uh, She's good. Uh, I She's would great. say Jeff Bridges, but Dave already said Jeff Bridges. Wait, you can I, have the same. Because true. I'm, I'm going with him. That it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. So Yeah, no, I've got to say Jeff Bridges. I really okay. like Mary Louise Parker in it. Yep. So. But don't forget, there you've got some more categories. Yeah, to all right, all right. All right. Dave, who was your favorite character? Weirdly, thinking back, now I hated the animation, mm-hmm. but as far as like someone with like the most agency in the film, Fat Elvis. <laughs> Like he made a nice. strong choice. Yeah, like nice. he's like, I'm tired of hiding and pretending not to be a dedo. Oh god! But like, <laughs> he said it. He, he was like, he was tougher than Kevin Bacon. Yeah, like I he was harder to deal with. He I got agree. away, like to yeah. fight another day. Like I'm just like, yeah. For somebody who's been around as long as he, like, I really enjoyed Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just like, shouldn't you be better at this by now? <laughs> yeah, Danny, what's yours? Uh, I think for this one, I'm gonna go with uh parker's character proctor yeah uh because it is just fun having this person who's like ostensibly in charge and like is a very strong character but has this like weird goofy relationship with jeff bridges that's fair todd this one i'm gonna go with roy so as a character he's the most interesting he's got the most depth he gives us comedy throughout the running story of his remains, as well as the odd romantic tension with Proctor. Yeah, it's it's Roy. I'm going to go with Michael Malley's character. It's a guy that's oh, obsessed yeah. with... Cause like, the Red Sox. That, like, that was that's my second choice. what keeps choice. him on Earth, is that he likes the Red Sox. It is just fucking bonkers. I really enjoyed that. That really right. was, that was a fun moment for me yeah. in the movie. Um, Dan, what's your uh, best scene in the movie? Oh, <laughs> I know it's tough. I think it is that scene where uh, Jeff Bridges reveals to Ryan Reynolds the like complete coyote story, <laughs> yeah. the culmination, and the climax of, of the coyote story. Yeah, and both of them are kind of in this like fuck this mood. Yeah, and then like 
Jeff Bridges clearly tries to like sort of smooth things over and like get them on the same page by telling him this deeply personal, like sad story about how this coyote <laughs> skull fucked his corpse. <laughs> and then Ryan Reynolds is just like, I hope he fucked both of the <laughs> yeah. eye sockets. Um, Todd. Pure comedy value when the guy, the swar- the sleazy guy comes up to them in the terminal right. and tries to, and he's like, I'm a video producer. And <laughs> when Roy delivers the I am woman, hear me roar and yes. throws the card in his face. Pretty great. Yeah. Absolutely. Dave? I actually really liked the scene describing what the staff of Jericho quotes like the fact that it came down through like in Mac too. Yeah, like yeah. A, you know, like weird, like old timey bureaucratic like, thing that yeah. had to with like not really instructions, but just sort of pictorial. Right. Like I was like, <laughs> was huh, good. this says a lot about this universe and the obvious confusion. That made me want to know more. We didn't find out anything more. <laughs> no, we did spoiler. Right? But I, I agree with you, Dave. That was the best because it's so it feels so high tech the rest of it and all of a sudden they go into this room where they're you're talking to the top brass and it's fucking pneumatic tubes i'm like time out there has to be a better way there will be some people who will be hearing this who will not recognize though that the the paper that was on was the old school line field like where the the paper that was you know all connected green and white box yes yeah I think I only know about pneumatic tubes because of the game Grim Fandango. (laughs) Nice. They can now be seen in theaters as Coco. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Dave, one scene you would like to cut. Just one scene. Just one scene. You can go with the Todd, start where the credits start rolling at the beginning, and then when the credits start at the end. That's a a bold choice. (laughs) It's a bold choice. Just... It's tough because... You can do a moment, too, because mine's a moment. I... That's the thing, to cut and then not replace. Mm, like, Because yeah. I'm like, there are parts that I would have cut, but then it's just like the plot wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I really didn't like the heist of the gold pieces, you know, because I was just sort of like... I. It wasn't so much the concept. It was just like, I didn't like... I wasn't really a big fan of the way the dead the deados looked you know and so like whenever they had to do a lot of stuff and there was a bunch of them you were annoyed yeah so you know what i'm gonna cut i'm gonna cut the space butthole um (laughs) cars falling out of parking garage and crushing like that whole chase sequence oh that's just like if they just got in there I'd be sure. like, yeah. It I added nothing. Anything. Or it added no- nothing. Yeah, that's I mean, true. They, they killed that's... Fed Elvis, basically. Yeah, that was the beginning and the end of that. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what's yours? Shit, I really don't know. Um, I'm trying to think about it, but I don't feel like the problems of this movie could be solved yep. through the cutting <laughs> yeah, of this. Specific... Is, that's this fair. is a tough one. That's fair. And I don't even mean that in the sense of, like, I think this movie is, like, too shitty. And, right. like, you couldn't save it through that. But, like, the problems that it does have are, like, systematic. Getting rid of scenes like, doesn't throughout fix it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I would have said... Sorry, that's a cop-out answer. No, no, no. no. We'll it's do that sometime. Fine. So actually, I started from the place of, you know, it's 96 minutes. I don't feel like there's stuff where you're like, I didn't need to see this. Although no. I do agree with Dave's point, that chase 
before the final butthole felt a little doesn't video really gamey. Like, yeah, you got to move the car to the they could have simply for the thing to they could have simply yeah. advanced to the blockade, killed right. Fat Elvis and the other guys, and then gone up to the tower. I, I yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna have to say Jeff Bridges eating that Indian food. I oh how I dare loved you that scene? <laughs> how <laughs> dare you? It's so gross. I can't that's so watch. gross. We it's are so. Funny. Just watching That's supposed this guy to be really uncomfortable while Jeff Bridges eats Indian food. As we, as we are guy, really I'm fine with everything. It's great. But wouldn't it have just been better if he just ate it normal and the guy was uncomfortable? No. no. We no, were uncomfortable with funny. that guy. Not Ooh. as funny. I liked when uh, Jeff Bridges is eating that like ballpark hot dog and it's like oh, yeah. you know like tastes like nothing yeah we can't taste anything we're dead well, why are you eating that then? I like, like the mouth feel <laughs> I like the mouth that feel. was funny yeah I like that enjoyed that yeah. yeah okay and last question after having the most fun Dan Jeff Bridges easily Jeff Bridges I mean it's Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges it's Jeff Bridges yeah. Jeff Bridges yeah. is yeah. one of those actors like Woody Harrelson where mm-hmm. I've never seen him in a thing where I've been like, you know what was wrong with this? Jeff Bridges. That's right. I've ne- Jeff Bridges has been tries. in some terrible films. Yeah. The Seventh Son. Oh, the Seventh totally. Seal. That's what it is. Seventh Seal. No, Seventh, Seventh Seal Son? is the one. It, that, that's Seventh the one Seal with. Seventh Seal is with uh, Ingr- Maximum uh, Sideout. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, Chester so The Seventh Death. Son. Yeah. Ingmar Bergman. It's a terrible film from what I've seen from the trailer, but I'm sure he's great in it. He's always good in everything he's in. Yeah. He always tries. He always seems to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it, in good this movie, him. no less than any other one, it seems like he's having a blast. Yeah. And he's he's clearly having more fun than Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is like trying to be the straight does, man of the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm like, well, that's. And it's weird because, like, true. Ryan Reynolds does really well. I agree with uh, you, Todd, yeah. that uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, does a really good job. He does a great job oh, with he's, what he's given. He's, he's great, but. Yeah. But it. It does seem at points like he has a little bit of that feeling of like, oh, God, why am <laughs> I, admit, I in this? <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I immediately regret my decision. Okay. And so. So so rot- we know what the Rotten Tomatoes score was. Rotten 13, Tomatoes. squarely in the Roy Moore zone. Certified <laughs> fresh. Certified <laughs> fresh by Roy Moore. <laughs> That's right. No. Uh, uh, Dave, what would you give this movie? Uh, like a percentage, yeah. And you, you don't have to defend right, your you, calculation. I, I would, I would actually give it more than what it was 13. 13. 13. I'd say it's at least a twenty-five. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're so fucking magnanimous. Well, like, I'm oh, I'm giving I, far more than I, the thirteen. Did I fall asleep? Did I stop watching the movie? That's right. Did I get up That's more right. than twice to pee That's to it. stop watching it? Fair enough. No to all of those. <laughs> I would give it one point higher than I ever got on my chemistry regents exam, <laughs> a 65. Oh. That's passing. It is. That's passing. It is passing. It is just no, passing. No, it's just passing, it, which is high. Oh. Which is one point it's higher sad, than I ever got on my chemistry, chemistry. Oh, no. Uh, I... I'm almost loath to call this, like, straight up, like, a bad movie because the parts of it that were fun no, I was this like is, this is a bad movie no, don't listen uh, to it don't yeah, listen to it mm, uh, I mean in fairness part of this is having spent October watching movies like 
Dracula Untold Origins and Season oh of the Witch. My. Oh no! <laughs> I like Dracula Untold Origins. No, I'm. Oh that, yeah, my, mine was Bat Fist. Oh yeah, it's Bat Season of the Witch. Yeah, I want Bat Fist. That, power. Season of the Witch. That's Ron Perlman and, and uh, Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage right? oh, in a boy. buddy. Cop There's a How Did This Get Made? Movie. I think oh episode two. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good. It was. Better it's a buddy than I template. It was going to be. Yeah. Well. Which is what did you think? That's, That's right. saying nothing because right. it's Nick but, Cage. Uh, but yeah, I'd give it a 65. Give 65, me right. the chicken. <laughs> this movie for me was entertaining. It yeah. was fun. Mm. I did not. Uh, there is no. There's no canon that I expect it to be true to. So in terms of did I enjoy this movie? It's an 80. It's a B minus. Whoa. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. It's a. It's a fun movie to watch. You ready for this? 13% is perfectly fine by me. Wow. wow. <laughs> this, this has got to be our biggest spread. This yeah. th- this movie, it's it's as big a spread as Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's where we're at. It had funny moments, right. but it's a jumbled mess of a movie. Okay. And it does not explain enough for me to care about this universe. Okay. So That's fair. fuck this movie right in the ass. So, you know, looking back... That no, was no, well, just no, like Jeff no. Bridges' eyes. That was a that was a movie. But let's not Why look that back. Coyote? I thought we let's... were actually going backwards. I was oh, gonna no, tell no. you to go fuck no, yourself. No. Why don't we look forward? Yes. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Thank you, Thank Bob. You, Bob. Should we have our guests? Well, we have guests. Should, let's let would, our guests. Would one of you like to pull from Thor's helmet? I've been authored <laughs> Thor's helmet, and I am wearing my. Uh, Milner. That's true. Yeah, I saw your Milner. Yes. Yeah. So I feel right it's now. it's only appropriate that so Danny pull. Y- Danny, please pull. It's meow meow. meow meow. All right. Danny, All right, meow, Danny meow. look. Listen, look, 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 Danny, look, Danny, look, look into look, my look, eyeballs. Look, wait, look at him, but think of me. Think, look at it. Please look, pull a good movie. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? All right. Good movie. Please, good movie. I have faith in this one. You also have one stuck in your sleeve. <laughs> I don't know which one's the good movie. <laughs> no, 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 the one that you picked, not the one in your sleeve. Hello, TSPHC Army. This is Casey coming to you from the future to let you know the movie that Dan picked, we decided afterwards, did not really fit our criteria. So instead, we're going to do the one that Dan had stuck on his sleeve, which is The Amazing Spider-Man. Let's listen to the trailer. This life is not an easy one. I've made enemies. Powerful enemies. I've put those I love in danger. But the one thing that has haunted me my entire life is finding the truth about my parents. Peter Parker. You don't believe what the police are saying, do you? My dad has 500 officers looking for you. 500? That seems a bit excessive. You know, if you're gonna steal cars, don't dress like a car thief. We found my weakness. It's small knives. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Parker. What does your father do, Peter? I never really knew my father. My parents left when I was very young. Peter, someday you'll understand it. Did you tell the boy about his father? Dr. Cutters. I'm Richard Parker's son. If you want the truth about your parents, Peter, come and get it. 
ready to play God. There's been a biological attack on New York City. Secrets have a cost. I gotta stop them. Do you think what happened to you, Peter, was an accident? Do you have any idea what you really are? I feel like um, it's been an episode. So on that note, on that note, let's let's plug ourselves. Let's, Dave. Where can people find you on social media? Should you wish to be found? Well, you can follow me on Twitter. Twitternowski is my handle. Um, Best Twitter handle ever. That's so jealous. You can also just type my name into a search engine and just check me out. You have a you do have a blog that you check you out. I do. I I have a blog called uh, "Et in Arcasia Ego," not to be confused with "Et in Arcadia Ego." That would just be ridiculous. Why would you? Well, if you look it up, it will basically be like, "Did you mean this?" And I'm like, "No." You can find all kinds of like short stories. Just little. I do a whole like James Bond series. Why you hate the Lord of the Rings movies? Why I hate the Lord of the Rings movies? So I never have to have that conversation again. Right. Um, My personal favorites on there. Yep. Uh, Feelings about like Christmas songs. Updated every year. Nice. Uh, Where do you stand on "Baby It's Cold Outside" with the current climate of? Of all the songs about sexual coercion, that one's the most heartwarming. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Dave. God damn it. Dan, where can people find you, should you wish to be found? You can find my music on Facebook at the Facebook pages for Hounds of Annan. Uh, Annan spelled A-N-N-W-N, because Welsh is a weird language. The (laughs) Atrocity Tourist and Goblin Hovel. Uh, all three of those are musical projects I've worked on. You Excellent. can find my uh, podcasty work at the D and D podcast D and sign D on SoundCloud. And at no, wait, wait a minute, does no one know it's called an ampersand? I do. <laughs> We're gonna shake hands. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. And. Uh, by searching Blazing Blades Ampersand Shots of Glory <laughs> on SoundCloud. Or possibly and. I can't remember right now. Search both. Search You'll both. find yeah. it. You'll find Crown it. Point Radio Station that has that link as well. Or, or just or? search Crown Point Radio. You'll find it. You'll find it somehow. Crown I have faith in you. Really good with the plugs, guys. Or really just good. search Daniel Barber, D-A-N-I-E-L-B-A-R-B-O-U-R, and find me on Facebook and ask about me as a person. <laughs> or just leave your house. That's it. <laughs> just get like a, a bindle <laughs> stick <laughs> and start looking for us. Maybe you'll find him. That's right. You'll find, at the end, you'll find out that the real Dave and Dan were inside of you all along. (laughs) Yeah! Especially if we've slept with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it took a turn. turn. Consensually. Consensually slept with you. We're not Donald Trump. All right. All right, Todd, where can people find you, should you wish to be found? So my Twitter handle is at TMP in SYR. I write about a variety of topics, geeky and otherwise, at my blog site, tmpnsyr.com. Certainly for the Superpod Hero Cast. Our f- Facebook page is facebook.com slash superpod hero cast. And we've just started to kind of beef up our um, our website presence. Sure. So that is www.tsp 
hc.com. Casey, where can you be found on the internet should you wish to be found? I can be found on Instagram at not.ryancasey and on Twitter at notryancasey. You can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com. Excellent. Um, you can also uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Please do. You know, we uh, so we have a lot of fun doing this, certainly trying to build our fan base. So people rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you hear your podcast. Or Apple Podcasts, or, I think is what it's actually yeah, yeah. called. Uh, it certainly helps us. So please sure. give, throw us a little social media love. Please. Absolutely. Please love God, please. And thank you to uh, all of our uh, all of our friends and uh, to the THP TSPHC that's Army. One, yeah. That's yeah. it. So thanks for all that. And thank you to Dave and Dan for joining Absolutely. us for this horrendous, special, horrendous special movie. movie. Thank Although you listen, for having us. Worse. But listen, we have. You just saw what we pulled. You could be watching that. You one. could be watching. <laughs> But we're not. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard place to love God. And we hope you uh, have us back sometime. And Absolutely. We, we look forward to having you on our podcast soon. We look we, forward to we coming We will be on. talking about what movie we can join you for. We're yes, very absolutely. excited for that. Absolutely. All right. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. For Dave Witnowski, I'm Danny Barber. For Danny Barber, I'm David R. Witnowski. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. Wait a minute. We pr- need to pull heroic. back a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's right. right. Just, just more right. of a gentle. Yeah, a little. Be yeah. Heroic. Yeah. A, a hey. reassuring be hey, heroic. Hey, yeah. You're hey, being let's kidnapped. Let's get you those shoes. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. One, two, three. Be heroic. Groovy. Excellent. We did it. Uh, you have two things. Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Originally, the part. But don't put them into Ted Cruz. <laughs> Or there was something else. This movie. <laughs> this movie. There was two things that he shouldn't do with his two things. Folks, we didn't start drinking before we did this. I did. Oh, well, I did. You did. That's right. Todd didn't. I, well, while I was making pizza today. I made oh, my right. Friday night pizza. Yeah. Friday um, night pizza, famous show about football. That's right. So, <laughs> Strong. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. I don't want a liter of cola. I'm like, God. Oh, did, wait. I fucked I, it up. I don't, want, I don't want a large cola. I don't want a large cola. I want a goddamn liter of cola. Farva, just get that. I don't want a large Farva. I don't want a large Farva. Never mind. I don't know I, what's I, going I on or who I am. That's right. <laughs> Super Troopers. Yeah. Oh, it's not liking. Yeah. We are experiencing uh, you, microphone yeah, difficulties. Yep. Did the Dettos do this? Shut up. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. Shut your goddamn mouth. It's going to work Because well. you are the boogeyman? <laughs> yeah. Be like, all right, I'm going to go scare the crap out of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think that's my move? I'm going to go. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's Bush Daddy, league. daddy, this guy. Did a very bad job. Of <laughs> Cut it out. Oh, oh, oh that made nice. That's My name right. is Dave. That's right. If not Coulier. <laughs> Alanis Morissette has never given you a blowjob in a theater. Well, oh. <laughs> I mean, no. you ought to know. Oh, oh. Hey-oh. God damn you! <laughs> Wait, did we Stouts, say what the name of the so. beer is? Yeah, so it's No Hero. <laughs> no Hero is the. Yes, no, we did. We did. Are you sure? Yeah, oh, we did. Okay. We did. <laughs> no hero is the beer. Um, Do so you bo- read? You will. <laughs> Boo! Ah! No, wait. Hold on. Books are cool. Go to your local library today. Oh, oh all right. So the bomb goes off in the RIPD what office. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Just move on. Move yeah, on. Yeah. Casey, cut that. <laughs> no, keep it. Keep that's it. That's right. going in the outtakes. It's I don't totally, know what the fuck just happened. That's awesome. Ex- Try that again. The first 10 minutes of this movie are... Ex- I can't say it. Someone else do it. Excellent. Exposition. That's the one.
exposition. There we go. Hey. Okay. Guys with beers. Talking about movies with capes. That's exactly it. You paused. Wait, yeah, you I, want I, to say I, it again? <laughs> guys with beer. Guys yeah. with beer. How am I doing? Am I doing good? Oh, boy. Your line is. No, I've no. never walked in there and not bought beers. You know? Right. So it's a ridiculous, but it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> sure, that's a, this it's is our where, new series. Well, of... actually, this is an intervention. Yeah. Oh, you. oh. You mean this oh. isn't a high-priced jewel heist? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You don't have to Damn lie it. to me. You're my friends. So I'll, We're also going to need you to go back in time and kill the people who made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this movie. Oh, <gasps> hey. Sorry. Um, Don't make love to this movie. What if I told you <laughs> this movie, Ted Cruz. No, <laughs> no. So, okay. this movie so the list so is far is this movie, Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. No fucking right. Okay. Got it. Thank you. So just the two things. Though. Just the two okay. so far. We, we might get if you're gonna more. do anything, make sweet, sweet love to it. Oh no! Bring I'm gonna back. hate. I'm gonna hate. Fuck this movie. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Episode ten. <laughs> Shit. Listen. Boo. Yes. <laughs> well, because amateurs. Eight, yeah. Right, sorry. Okay. Just dropped. Yeah. All right. We'll just pick up from right there. <clears throat> we'll fix it in post. Yeah. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. Oh hi, doggy. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. Um. Gonna <laughs> back us all. We put outtakes at the end. Yeah. Sweet. That's where yeah. they go. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, cut. all right. Let's put it at the beginning yeah. and really that's, confuse that's the audience. Right. <laughs> Um, what the fuck are they talking about? In their right. sockets, 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 socket to me, socket to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay. Laughing, everyone. Remember right. that. So you get, come to judge. So all right, we're done. Go Nick, ahead. Nick Very and, interesting. No, we're not. We're not done. stupid. <laughs> Terrorism. So, <laughs> wrote a song about it. Like to hear it. Here we go. Free your mind. Okay. I would also like to point out yes. that it has been established that there needs to be a novelty song parody of the Patti Smith song, Because the Night Belongs to Lovers, by Donald Glover and Danny Glover, called Because the Night Belongs to Glovers. <laughs> if this happens, I expect half of it. Where are we? get out of this chicken shit outfit? belongs to Glovers! Uh, Tony Danza's Tony, dick double. Tony Danza's dick double is uh, might still be my funniest ad lib. I think so. Hold me closer. Hold me closer. Tony, Tony Danza's Danza. dick double. Word. So I'm just so, but with four of us, just the four, just the four, of, four of us, making friends if we, we try. I've got synergy, <laughs> Mr. Hanky, the Christmas pool. <laughs> he loves me and I love <laughs> you. Is the next line something about ipso facto? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, ipso facto, he loves everybody. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I'm like, ipso facto? <laughs> the fuck, guys? If you like Jason Momoa's getting, getting caught, caught in the, the sea. We can't pay for the rights for that. Uh, my, like my wife, wife. had my bicycle. Effect. I went for a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. So we let actually it go, see. Let it go. We oh see God, every... how are we only like 10 minutes into no, this? No, 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 no. We're fine. Things are going to move fast. You'll be surprised. So <laughs> That's what she said. Space, space butthole. butthole. It's the butthole. <laughs> the butthole that appears in space. space. The Walking Dead. It's Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. 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 Incorporated. <laughs> We're going to do it. Carrie. You're all okay. alone on that one. Right. Carry on my wayward son. I'm okay with Dado. Dado. 
I believe Dad-o. this side <laughs> of the room is not. He's not in the real world. Ghost car. Nothing but ghost cars. You know, I, when I think of you, I have many fond thoughts. I don't think often of th- me. I don't think, think of me fondly when we said goodbye. What the fuck was that? <laughs> the whole time. Christine Nighttime Shoppins. That's Phantom of the Opera. Yes. He got one. He got it! We got one! We got one. They're between... Very yellow gold neath the old oak tree. Everyone was Casey fighting. We've crossed the line. We've crossed the line. So Roy... Should we go to Jesus Christ Superstar, the only musical you really know? I know Aida and Jesus Christ Superstar and Hedwig. All right, you're moving to better town. And I'm done. Is Aida the Egyptian one or the yes. Don't Cry For Me Argentina one? That's Evita, which you don't need to learn. Don't John Cry For Tim Me Rice. Egyptina. We can't pay for any of these rights. Such elaborate lies. <laughs> Lady, yeah. I do believe I failed you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> blow, Gabriel, blow. Blow, Gabriel, blow. My dick. <laughs> it's it's late. And we're right at the final battle. So It's the final battle. I deserve that. It's my own fault. I blame myself. I blame myself. Roy lists the rules. What is this? What is this during? The final battle. You're welcome. You're welcome. Go ahead. Casey, cut all that.